Catch the B. You about to start rapping? Catch the B. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's fascinating when you like hear it. Like when I heard this song, I uh I was like, oh, I like this song. And I was like, why do I like this song? And then I realized I'm like, oh, because these niggas sound like Kid Cudi. So it's like so it's fascinating because also Travis Scott was like inspired by Kid Cudi. But like it's fascinating when you hear like a a vocal or like a tone or octave and you like oh i know who that person yep you know what i'm saying and so like when i heard this song i was like oh he sound like cuddy like if you listen to it like he, like you, it's like it sound like a cuddy you you're doing you know what i'm saying like doing, he's, he's like you're doing the thing that we have that's innate in our bodies yeah or no, as as humans our 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 ability to pick up sounds yeah we don't even tap into it, like consciously. Yeah. But you can hear the cutty, which is also how they can get signed to a label because it's fitting a certain cadence. Exactly. Of something that's already been done. And whatever Cuddy's influence was, yeah. you know, you'll be able to hear it in Cuddy and it it just continues on yeah. and on and on. The crazy part is Cuddy Cuddy was just Cuddy was his own entity he was just like his own thing you know it was, it was and, his own and like he was also like i think what i appreciate now is like i i enjoy cuddy i actually met cuddy the crazy part is i met cuddy um uh i knew this dj i knew this dj and uh kid cuddy was at this it was like some bar or some shit and this was before he like blew up yeah. they, were, they were just pushing a single day and night and so, like the DJ's playing it in the in the club and shit, and everybody's like, "Okay, this hard, you know, whatever, you know." And like he's like there, or whatever, and like, "Oh, you know, what's up, whatever." And then, like, I shit you not, I think a week later, this nigga was on 106 and Park. The video was up there and everything, and I was like, "What?" And then he just and then he just like blew up. And uh, what I really respect about him was just like he created this. I want to say like this, this genre. It's not even a genre. It he was just kind of lame though. No, he he did he did have was, his own lane, but like it was a it was a talk, it was a rap, it was a vibe. Yeah, yeah but the style. stuff, but the stuff that he talked about, mm-hmm. where it was just more about how like, like I like I see it now with with artists now, and yeah. not like when he was he was doing his thing, he it was just him, but then like, so what is that? Maybe like ten to twelve years or something. Yeah. Like I don't know how old Travis Scott is or how old these niggas is, but it's like you. It's like you hear it now. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's, this it's, is. It's now more prevalent. So he was kind of the trailblazer. Of, exactly. Of a type of vulnerability. Yeah. He For was a black man, cause, too. Cause you, yeah. Because you ain't supposed to be yeah. vulnerable. We Depression, be, all that shit. We supposed, we, uh, night terrors. Like, he would. He, yeah. 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 And it was, and all it took was, like, some nigga from Shaker. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like it's crazy. Some old shaker nigga shit, you know. They, 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 hold on, hold up, hold up. So, you knew of people that went to Shaker, right? Okay, so Shaker. Oh wait, no. Shaker was uh, my rival high school. Actually, my cousin went to Shaker. I knew about Shaker, but like, so they were the pretty boys. So my thing is, I grew up. I grew up in East Cleveland. Yeah, 
that's, so that's like what, so what I mean. so I went so like, to I went to Prospect and then Shaw was right there. Yeah, that's so it's it's a different world. So like, I went to Cleveland Heights, and say we would go to basketball or football games, yeah. like the Shaw games. We're like, Ugh. you know, like we wouldn't say it out loud. Yeah, but we're yeah, like, yeah. Ooh, I hope they don't kill us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so our rival high schools would be like the. the I think that was Glenville. The, he was the, like, what are you thinking? But it's living in Cleveland Heights. Cleveland Heights was interesting because, like, all right, <laughs> Cleveland Heights, to me, Cleveland Heights was where, like, the beige people came from. You aren't all, wrong. The, the baddest, baddest light-skinned women. You put Heights at the end of it. Yeah. That's where you get some, oh, yeah. like, oh I went to Warrensville. No, no, I don't think they were called Warrensville Heights. But it was, like, Shaker Heights, yeah. pretty light-skinned. Yeah. Cleveland Heights, pretty light-skinned. Yeah. It's why... There was this debate on who the real pretty boys were. Not like it's a badge yeah. of honor, but it was Cleveland Heights and Shaker Heights. It had to have been Shaker Heights because of the size of the houses that were around yeah. Shaker Heights. It just money was in that area. Yeah. And then you see, you know, we had some artists come out that motherfucker. Yeah. And then but, even with like, I mean, Shaw, like, oof. I think for me, what Shaw, was. Shaw, dark skin, Cleveland Heights, light skin. And no. it's unfortunate how you would think of it. And then it's gl- the truth. It, then it was Glenville, dark, dark skin. Yeah. <laughs> Extra crispy, but like they always, they always had that rep. My sister went to Glenville. She graduated from Glenville, and um, she's darker than you. No, my sister. No. No, she's, uh, but it's like, um, yeah. And so for me, I went to. Oh, so here's the crazy part. The crazy part is, I grew up in East Cleveland. I went to school. I went to Prospect. I went to Mayfair, and then. I got robbed. Me and my cousin got robbed at gunpoint. Probably, like, thinking about it now, it was by other kids. Yeah. But at the time, though, because we went to the corner store, we probably had, like, five bucks or whatever. We was getting, like, snacks and shit. And, like, there's these kids on the corner just, like, chilling, and they had a gun, and they fucking, they robbed us or whatever. And, like, after that, that's when my mom moved us to the west side of Cleveland. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to I went to Louise May Elcott and then uh that, and then Claire Westrop and then uh and then I went to I went to Marshall but I graduated from Rhodes. So when I moved to the West Side, that was a whole that was a whole new life. It was a whole new shop. world. Yeah, yeah. It was like cuz it's the it's the difference that the East Side West Side difference. No, for sure. And if I were to ever move back to Cleveland, yeah. like there, I have some caveats. Like for me to move back to Cleveland, I'd have to make at least two million dollars yeah. a year, so that I never have to talk to the peasants. Yeah, you know I mean? like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. serious. Like I, yeah. it, like I'd live in some place. And I would just be a different person. Yeah. And like homeless people might ask me for something and I may give yeah. it to them. But no, then actually, I wouldn't tip anyone else. I think, no, that wasn't the last place I stayed. Um, we used to live on uh, on Baltic. And okay. that was a nice area close to Edgewater. I would yeah, live by Edgewater. Edgewater. I would live over there. Oh, those oh, big no. ass. It would like I'd, like, I'd live on the like, west side. It don't have side. to be a big house, but it could be in that area. Oh, that even the Detroit shoreline type shit. Yeah, because yeah. even living uh, on West Boulevard, because we lived on West Boulevard, they still got the nice houses or whatever, or nice size houses or the duplexes or whatever. Yeah, but it was like when I lived by Baltic, we could just walk to like uh, Edgewater, so it was kind of just like in that in that vicinity. So I was like, oh yeah, I would definitely be there. And but have you been there recently? 
Uh, like in the past five years. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I have. They built. They built that area up, like up, up, up. Oh, really? The, the, I just remember everybody was like, "Oh, we got a casino now," and I was like, "It okay?" The casino, yeah, damn near paved the way. Yeah. Okay, casino, twenty sixteen, that victory. Yeah, the, the victory. Uh, uh, it started paving the way to where they started gentrifying. Also, how, like how Brooklyn gentrified and how Harlem yeah. is, gen- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Also, Cleveland Clinic too, though. Cleveland, but Cleveland Clinic's been there. University Hospital, Cleveland Clinic, but they started building up all these like new areas, and I'm thinking, who the fuck is moving here at this rate to where they're making places more beautiful and creating more properties? Yeah. Like, are we getting an influx of people? Yeah. And I think maybe we are. They they redid the flats. Yeah. Got like this thing called Punch Bowl or some shit. A a a, a bar that. Oh could shit! Fit. Okay. That could fit five thousand people and shit, and I'm like, people used to be scared of the flats. Yeah. Right now, the flats is white central. Oh wow. When before it was like, don't bring your wallet with you. <laughs> Man, it, it's, it's. I'm I'm excited to go. That I'm I'm excited to go back and then to actually kind of just roam around and um, and it, then and it'll then surprise just, you. West Twenty Fifth will surprise you. Dude, that was like the spot. They turned what? West 25th. There's a new place there. West 25th now almost looks like the, the shoreline of Chicago. Oh, shit. Like 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 there's a high rise that they're building. Yeah. So I want to say like, I don't know, like 20 floors type thing where it's going to have people stand. Man, they're putting some money out on that boy. But it, it, they're not putting any culture back into that motherfucker. Nah. But I'm, I mean, I'm excited to like definitely like to be there, do comedy there, and just like, just. To, but it's like the whole thing for me was, I was I was always ready to leave because it was one of those things of like settling or people like dating or whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, no, no, or it was it was kind of like, all right, so what are y'all doing? Everyone's like just quick to to kind of just set i was like what y'all just we you graduate you like you just want to be here you just want to be here uh there was a poet jessica care more she she said uh wherever you're from it's like a magnet yeah like you have to you have to get out of that yeah it's, it's a magnet it'll keep you there and then when i knew i had to leave when people were like why do you want to leave I was like why do i want to leave they have goldfish memory because you heard that same person complain to you like, oh, blah, 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 blah. And you hear it every time. You're yeah. cataloging it. Yeah. You're like, you just said yesterday. Oh, well, that was yesterday. They like yeah. the Groundhog's Day of it. Yeah. They like to be able to just, oh, it's Friday. Time to let loose. Like, that's just so amateur hour yeah. for me, man. Yeah. I don't like Fridays and Saturdays unless I'm working. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nah, I like... There was this song, I'll never forget this. It was always this song, it was like, I live life. It was like, I live every day like it's a weekend. And like, it's two songs I always think about. I always think about, I live every day like it's a weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, uh, what's the other one? The other one is, uh, fuck. Uh, it's a Wang Chung, you know Wang Chung? What the fuck is that song? Uh Everybody wing chung tonight. Yeah, that yeah, that band, but they have a song. Yeah. But they have a song though. It's like 
Oh, everybody's working for the weekend or living for the weekend or living for the weekend. And it's like, that's crazy for the weekend. Now, leave it to a fucking artist to come over. I live every day like it's the weekend. Like, of course, you do. You multimillionaire. Like, suck my dick. Yeah. You know, I live every day. Hold on. I live every day like it's the weekday, even the weekends. nigga. No, but uh, and then people working for the weekend. I think that thought alone kills me. No, for sure. Because it's like I I either want to go by the beat of my own drum. Yeah. Or I want to be so far away from people that are just the walking dead. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have picked comedy, you know, like because yeah. <laughs> they're the ones that pay for the tickets. No, for sure. But like if you look at it like this, it's like you, you are doing a service of making people laugh bringing joy yep even if it's like for like 30 minutes or like maybe you have something that people will always remember you're giving them the departure it's yeah yeah Ooh. you know what i'm saying they get a break from like, life because even when it's like you get up there you talk about a shitty experience you had mm-hmm. or like what you dealing with and then they just like laughing and they also like oh i'm so glad i'm not that person yep you know and they can find a, a deeper appreciation or if you could really latch on and someone else feels it too, yeah, that bond that goes for life. Yeah. Ooh, I got. All right, I got a question for you. Then, have you? So you you clearly have fans. I guess so. That's my answer. That's my answer. Yeah. So it's like, I I mean I don't what I mean. Okay, people follow you. They come to a show, yeah, where they mess. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I don't even really look at it. I, I hear people like I don't look at. It. I don't have fans. I got family. I just look at it like no. That, that, okay, those are cliche term. No, but for like, sure. So but I there's a there's there's I got a cat in Maine, because uh, Maine during like the pandemic. I guess supporters. Hardcore. I guess supporters. I don't but, know. but like, so is the fandomship where it's like, okay, we saw it last night with. Uh, Kalia. Yeah, the the people coming up to her like my parents love you. Uh, he's a fan when he grabbed you and said like you're beautiful and he looked you in the eye and he said it and it's like yeah that's the shit. I haven't I've I've been having more of those interactions. Yeah, but they start compounding to the point where they they start following you. Then they start traveling out of their way to come see you. And I'm looking forward to it, but I know nothing about it. So until then, it's like I have this like uh, fighting relationship with. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, you had a great set. I love what you do. Uh, yeah. uh, thank you. You know, like uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel right. Yeah. Because I don't know how to handle fans yet. Yeah. No, no, and I don't know how to. I definitely don't know how to market myself well. See, as everything I'm like, follow I'm, me on. I'm working on all that, and and I think Frank's is going to help with that. Where I'm like, I'm I'm gonna have some merch. I'm gonna really just mm-hmm. really build a following and get and that get, brand out there. Yeah. Wait, which fringe are we talking? Like the Edinburgh? Edinburgh, yeah. You go. So you'll be out of Edinburgh after Cleveland. Yeah. Wait, hold on. That's August. Yeah, after Cleveland. That's like uh, the entire month of August. Yeah, I'll be out there for like two weeks. Yeah. Do you do you need security? Pull up. Why not? I mean, don't do this to me, bro. Why not? It's fucking. It's, 
Edinburgh, Scotland. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be drunk off my ass, and I don't even talk like that. I just know I'm gonna be. But you lit. know, because it's like when in Rome. Yeah, that's just, like saying like going outside. Like, yeah, I want to go outside, but I don't want the sun to touch me. Yeah, like no, nah, bro, it's out there. You go have to get touched by the sun. Exactly. Hopefully, you don't sunburn. <laughs> I got that melanin. I got that mel. I got the, yeah. So I think I will look up some tickets because I told another comic that I may come out there. Motherfucker has a yeah. Why not? So look, I, I mean, what I was told from like my my UK mates, they were like, "Hey, bro, you know, no, keep going. You can I just hear that. You I want to hear that British impression, though. <laughs> okay, mates. My London mates, look, they was like, you All know, right, listen up, bro. Right, right, bro. Yeah, listen right, up, bro. Safe, um, man. Safe, safe, <laughs> man. <laughs> Wake it, man. Safe, man. Uh damn. I just did. I did an episode with my guy Ira Sylvester. He's from he's from the UK, but he's in Copenhagen, and that's where I like I met him. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about they have this word called uh. He was like, when you see a girl with a with a big butt, you call it a back off. And I was like, a back off. He's like, yeah, she got a back off. And I was like, back off. And I think about it. He's like, yeah. He's like, whoa, she got it. You know, it's like, 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 like you grabbing your boys. Like, like you got yeah, yeah. And I was like, like, oh shit, that's so crazy. I was like, y'all come. The slang y'all no, come up with is uh, crazy, bro. There was a time period. Oh, I'm a, I'm an Anglophile, so I'm addicted to British culture. There was yeah. a time where I was writing down all their phrases because it blew my mind. Their lingo dogs are lingo a lot of it doesn't make sense but then some of them are just bangers yeah like it blows my mind on the way they use safe like like they use the word safe like appreciate it like like hey uh, pass me that phone over there all right yeah safe man safe man all right you good safe man safe man uh but yeah or, uh, or baddies or but oh uh homeboy hit you up He's originally from uh, the UK, but he's in Copenhagen. He's going to be there? Yeah, he's going to be there. My boy I met in London, he's going to be there. And because he was telling me, uh, Jay, Jay Hanley, he was telling me, like, yeah, you can just go out there and do spots. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you can just get on people's shows. Do you see how casual you're saying it? Yeah. And I'm using my ears and apparently the ears that you had the first time. That doesn't register to you. You go, yeah, because everybody's like, "Oh, you spend so much money, you gotta get a show." They also have a free fringe, but they're just like, "Nah, if you know people," because and then when you think about it, people who are on fringe, they have an hour a day for the entire month, and and you get to a point where you don't want to do that hour anymore. So you just want people to be like, "Yo, you want to do like twenty minutes, and I'll go do whatever." You know, they just want to. So it's like, oh, word. And then more and more people was telling me this, and then. My whole thing was like, I want to go to this. And so once I learned about the spots, I was like, oh, I'm definitely going. I'm going. I got you, a free place to crash. Are I'm you going. Ready to, are you ready to are you ready to commit to something that's going to change the game? So I, there's an Australian comic that I met. Yeah. And he's he pitched me on the do that exact same thing for Australian friends. Yeah. Like like. It was it Melbourne fringe and and this fringe and he was like the month of January and February because it just goes and it goes and he was like just prepare yourself and then after you do that you could set up for this fringe and this fringe he had me booked out for six months in Australia 
not booked out, but you know, just like for the game plan. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not on any of these festivals. He was like, mate, he told me a story about a guy that, you know, pulled, pulled some serious bank and he's not on any of the festivals. It just came from other shows. So what are you doing in January? You know what I'm saying? Like, cause if I, if I, if I get a taste of Edinburgh, hey, Edinburgh, yeah, it, and, and it, it works the way that it works. Now I'm going to be going out of my way. Like I already looked up what the, the work or the travel visa thing is for Australia. Yeah. Like I could go there for, I think it's like two months, three months or some shit like that. Yeah. And just, just go there and just do. Bro, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't, I don't got, I don't, I don't got time for games anymore, bro. And that's what I'm saying. And oh, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the owner of Third Floor. I was talking to him, and like, and and that's what I'm saying. Where it's like, when in your twenties, twenties, it was like, all right, you know, this is fun. We doing this thing. That's fun. Yep. Yeah. Now it's like, all right, uh, it's time to make some money. Or like figure this thing out. What are we doing? Cause it ain't the industry ain't like how it is or how it used to be. And then it's just like my 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 entire thought pro- the way that I think, the way that I think is if you put yourself and I learned this from last year going to JFL. I was like, okay, so I'm not on the festival. So I was like, well. I just want to be here and see it. So I got like tickets or whatever. And I was like, well, if I put myself in this environment, something will happen from this. Yep. And so I did that. Came out to JFL, made so many friends and like just great. And so that I continue to do that. I'm like, I'm going to just start putting myself in these environments. You put yourself in, in the situation, and next thing you know, you're a part of the situation. Exactly. Because it's more human nature than anything. Yeah. They'd rather, they want to hire a person that they can bond with. Yeah. So it's like your qualifications sort of get you to the door. Yeah. But they're going to pick you because they want to be around these like-minded, like this, like that. It's with any job. It's with, it's with comedy. It's with uh, recruiting. It's with engineering. It's with a bunch of things. You just have to have a certain amount of competence, but you just got to get yourself in the area. When it comes to comedy, yeah, just that's you and I have met off of the same thing. I I came here like five years ago. Met Akeem. He wasn't on the festival, but he was like, I come here if you if you are if you are a Montreal comic and you are not here. Yeah, you know, you're fucking up, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I did. I did that. It's more like a, it's more like a Paul Mooney. Hold on. It's like, hey, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, like, yeah, I ain't on. I ain't on the festival, but you know, you know. But if you ain't, if you are a Montreal comic, <laughs> you are right. He is more Paul Mooney. Damn. If you're a Montreal comic and you're not here, you're fucking up. Exactly. You're fucking up. Exactly. And I have no time for you. You know, he gets he gets like that. Oh, he does. man, hell yeah. I'm out here with impressions like a bitch. Uh, so, yeah, man. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to put myself in this environment. And then I just started meeting more people. And everybody's like, yeah, you could do spots. And I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. It's Wait, so like are you going out to scene. Edinburgh on that same thing? Or have you done that before and now you're going back for the real deal? Well, I've kind of like 
I've done that just with traveling where like if I have anything booked, I would just find like, oh, what's the comedy scene like and pop up. Yes. I'll do that. But you then build like, around. Yeah. But then like I, I've met people and build relationships where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm be able to get some spots, you know? I'm, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, I'm, I'm bringing on. the merch. I'm doing the whole thing. I'm selling myself. I'm like, this is, you know, and like the industry is there and it's not even worried about the industry, but it's like, I didn't know even the industry was like really there, but it's like, there's stuff happening and it's like, you should be there just like with JFL. Like you don't got to be into the festival. People's egos, their egos are like, ah, like I had somebody, I'll never forget this. Get out your own way. I'll never forget this. There was a guy, he was like, it was a comic. We were talking and I'm just like, um, I'm just cool with like just doing a spot on the show or being on the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's like, nah, I got to have my name on a flyer. I was like, my name don't got to be on a flyer. Give me a spot. What the fuck is that going to do? This motherfucker, this motherfucker, <laughs> you know how they say you put the, the cart before the horse? Yeah. This motherfucker wants to put the kingdom before the horse. Yeah. I'm like, like, hold on. Who are you? Exactly. I was like, my name don't got to be on. If I'm on the show, that's I don't care. Even if you're a name, who are you? Yeah. How could you try and be bigger than a club or yeah. bigger than a festival? Like, who are you? Yeah. Man. I, I, when he said that shit, I just walked away. I was like. You got to. I was like, what could you, what could you going, say to that person? What would they hear from you? I was like, bro, you're not going anywhere. You, yeah. you, you going. Hey. That's, that's how you. That's how you. Fast. Right? You, it's like, you got to be on a flyer. It's like, you know how many times I just did guest spots? Hold on. Like, like, like JFL is knocking down your door. Like, hey, could you, uh, could you come to our festival? It don't work that way. No, if they were like, hey, you want to do a spot? And you're like, oh, would my name be on the flyer? It's like, no, it's just, it's like, ah, oh, nah. I'll only do a spot if you put my name on the flyer. Um, God bless. Have a great day. That's you know, they'll, they'll leave you alone. Like with the quickness, I'm nobody like nobody would come at you. It's an industry doesn't stop for you. No, it's been around longer than you. It's yeah. bigger than you. Yeah. And if you don't, man, if yeah, you man. don't, if uh, you don't, yeah, man. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thoughts for Your Thoughts. I'm your host Mo Singleton, with my special guest, the very funny. The funny thing is, I haven't seen this man do stand up, but like we like yeah. we, we like linked, and he was like funny in person, but also like there's so many different connections and shit. But like Cleveland native, you know what I'm saying? Detroit, all around, you know what I'm saying? Fucking Jay Hunter, yo, it, it's gonna be a new phrase: funny, funny by association. Funny by association, because yo, it's been you're actually the first guest. I've like never seen do stand up and been on the podcast, but it was just like honest. It was just like just just that night, it was just kicking it. That whole experience, I was like, "Am I gonna talk? I'm gonna talk about this." This man was looking for his vehicle. We walking. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's over." And then Kalia was just like, "Hold up, up. Kalia had me dying." The one look ruined it all. Where it was like this. No, that's right over there. But then I just do a, a cautionary look in the other direction. And that just, hold on. Do you know where your vehicle is? And that, because she had the shades on that night. <laughs> but, but 
for but and then she's like, wait, why are you clicking this way if you know it's over this hold on. way? <laughs> I, I was trying to give off a bunch of energy of you guys just go, I'll meet you there. But here's the other thing. Yeah. You guys are going to a place that you don't even know. Yeah. So we got set up from the start it out. from yeah. from the gravelly voice Paul Mooney. Yeah. We got it's a setup. It's a setup job. <laughs> Heist movies start out this way. You know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, yeah. he's driving off in our vehicle. He's got our Grammys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a setup from the start. The entire time you I was You guys go down there. We'll, I'll meet you there. He's to like, people that like aren't 30 from minutes. here. I'm going to go talk to somebody for 30 minutes. Who are you talking to for 30 minutes? Exactly. Is this a is this a, a executive or something? Yeah, you going It's better not be a woman. What you're talking you talking to Puff Daddy for 30 minutes about the rest of your life? Like is that is that yeah, the only time he could talk right now. If you're in Montreal, you know. That man gonna, say 30 minutes. You're like, all right, bro. And I'm then like pulled up at 115. Yeah. And the the entire time I was looking for I was looking for like a Prius. I ain't gonna lie. That's that's magic. I was like, oh, this man drive a Prius. I don't know why. But like, but for your for your listeners, how many inches taller am I than you? Oh wait, were you, are you two? I'm six six. Oh word, okay, yeah, you, yeah, you two, yeah, yeah. Shit, I really heard you say two, and I thought you for. I thought I was about to be offended. I thought you were saying six two. No, I was like two inches. Yeah, taller. no. How many inches taller? No, no. I, I even like forgot two? my own question. <laughs> I immediately forgot my own question and and thought, how dare you? <laughs> like. like how dare you? Six two, nigga. What? How dare you? That's bro. That's even crazy. though, even though I hate it, it's crazy. I hate it. That's Kobe height, though. That's Jordan height. No, no, it's Jordan height. Kobe, Kobe was a little bit because then he was he was marked as six eight, but of course he. Oh, looked, he was. Yeah. He like him magic. I don't know. LeBron, LeBron. I know. A true, I know. Magic was like six eight. Six, yeah, seven, Julius but, Irvin. But, but but like Kobe, he looked like a six. Oh no, I think Kobe was a six seven. Okay, I but, thought he, I always thought he was six six. I thought him and Jordan were the same it, because because the, the story was that he was studying Magic, but like he wasn't the height of Magic. So then oh, he started studying Jordan. You know what? Maybe I'm mixing up Tracy McGrady. How tall is yeah, T Mac? Yeah, he's six seven. Six seven, six eight. That's who I was thinking of. But it's T-Mac. like that was my more the, that was, the, he was one the, of my favorite players. The taller guards. Oh, definitely one of my yeah, favorites. Just and nonchalant. It, that was me on the court, like, ah, you know, giving buckets but chilling. I do a layup. I ain't really gonna duck. You hold know? on. How long has it been since you hooped? I actually hooped this year. I hooped this past year. Uh I hooped. I think I hooped before I went to Berlin, so that was in April. Yeah, and and how how's your how's your okay? So you're you're 34. So I, I'll say this: I'll say that I hooped on the outside court. It wasn't the best court ever. So like buckets wasn't dropping. But I hooped in Paris though, inside the gym, and I was like, oh shit, I still got it. I just gotta get that end, that endurance up, but like I was I was giving niggas buckets, niggas in Paris hooping. Exactly, that's a, that's a new podcast. Exactly. Uh, oh, so thirty four. That's when 
my 30s, I want to say from 30 to 34, yeah. that was the best basketball player I ever was. Really? Now, I'm, I've built a lot of stuff up because I, I, I played one year in high school. Yeah. And then when I went to the Navy, I played for the ship. But, like, I used to dribble in my basement. So, for tall, tall, even yeah. though I'm guard height, yeah. for tall, I could dribble. Yeah. Like, it never went well because Nigga, guards everyone seven treated five me like now. a big man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> guards that's, guards yeah, are 7'5 yeah, now. Yeah, Niggas yeah. are 7'5. Nine foot 11 guard. You know, come I'm like this nigga. This nigga is the rim. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, how are you supposed to? The, Yo, the game is to, so different he now. Don't even, he don't even need to pass the ball. Why pass? I think I think Golden State Steph Steph changed the game for sure. It, because remember it, back then, they didn't want niggas shooting. Nope. Go to the post. Nope. Are you think, are you think you can shoot? Hey, big man, hit the post. Exactly. Big man. Big man. The disrespect. I'm like, I'm like I'm like I am I'm I'm. Two, three inches taller than Steph Curry. Yeah. Like, stop. Stop yeah. with the big man. Nigga, I'm a point guard. I'm a good. But it's all because all these all these uh uh <laughs> dollar general uh Steph Curry's, yeah, they wanna they wanna say big man go in the post so they can look down at the ground, dribble, and then pull up and hopefully I can maybe catch the rebound. They don't know how to play the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Steph Curry is a game changer. I respect, you know, it may even sound sacrilegious, you know, being from Ohio, being from Cleveland. Are you going to say LeBron? But, I, but I, no, I respect Steph Curry over LeBron yeah. because one one person had to work for it uh, and the other person no, for sure. had some gifts and worked for it. Yeah. But, I mean, Steph Curry was told, just like with Jordan, I, I believe in the motherfuckers that was told no. No, for sure. Not the people that had endorsements at high school. You got something to prove. Motherfucker, he was told you are too small to play in the league, and then he got in the league, and it was still too small. Yeah, and he had a rough, shaky start. Yeah, but he was like this: never again, nigga. And that motherfucker started giving you the heme. Yeah, this mother. I mean, when we're talking about Yo, handles, did you, did you see his hole in one? Yeah, I did. It made me angry. I remember I read a comment. Somebody was like, this nigga sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> the only thing that can produce that is magic, dude. Like, I'm talking about, and I don't mean the one My that cured he, AIDS. I, I don't even know. Yep. I didn't know he played golf or whatever. That's all cool, but it's like. Not doing that. You don't, I shouldn't be seeing that. Because it was like, can you imagine if you was Tiger Woods and you saw that? Tiger, Nigga, Tiger, I've been playing golf my entire life. Tiger Woods would pull a Tanya Harden on his ass, you know, just bust up his kneecap or something. Oh, uh, yeah, let's see you do that shit now, nigga. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods put the hit out on him. My man. Get him with the teeth. Bro, that might be a funny sketch. Oh, I could see it. Like, I could see it like all day. Dressed as Tiger. And yeah. He's like watching. And he's like, breaks the golf club. No, no, like, even better. Hold on. Like, and this is where I would get canceled because I'm a piece of shit. But it's like. So Tiger Woods is kind of like hanging behind a bush. Yeah. And he's kind of watching. You can't even really tell who it is. But when he pans his head up, I shouldn't have said pan. When he like sticks his head up, you do the gong as he So it's like, you know, <laughs> and then he's like and looking and it's all exaggerated. Yeah. You know, like Tiger, open your eyes. But like, hopefully I'll, we'll just edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> 
and it'll just be so. And he's and he's scowling at him, and he's like, "Oh, he think he a good." <laughs> Bro, but can you imagine though? Not saying Steph Curry doesn't work hard, but can you imagine? I don't know how many green jackets. Is it green jackets? Yep. The how green, many, the green, uh, the green blazer. The masters and yeah, shit. The green like, blazer. like you're how saying how much work you put in? Hold and on, this nigga. Go hold on. Watch this. Hey guys, I'm retiring from basketball. Yeah, but don't worry. Picking up the golf clubs, like, and uh, that's when Tiger Woods will get nervous. Yeah, because for with golf, or like you could do this shit till you're ninety. Or it was also kind of like that Space Jam scene when Jordan's golfing. And he gets the holy one, but like Bugs Bunny has the magnet on the golf ball, mm-hmm. and he gets the holy one. It's just like, yo, what the fuck is happening here? This is insane. When you when I see stuff like that, I think I, that's how I think of it. Because golf is one of those sports, I'm, I'm, and I say sports loosely, but the amount of skill that it takes, it's up there. Yeah, like when I saw there was the first time I saw that Tiger Woods commercial where he's bouncing the ball, yeah, into the air and then hits it. I wanted to say that that was CGI. Yeah. Until I watched someone actually like yeah. do it, and I'm like, damn! It, it he on on it was like on some pitching wedge or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes between his leg, goes between here, hits it up real high, and right before it hits the ground, throws that bitch soaring. And I'm like, that's impossible. But the commercial was like 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 20 years ago, and and it was. It just it blew the mind. It was back when sports commercials were the shit. Yeah, you remember the Nike commercial, the bas- Nike basketball commercial where are they dribbling? All those people dribbling. Yeah, bro, I like the I like the Kobe commercial with a uh, uh, Jalen Rose. And like he he walks in the bar and he sees him, and Kobe's like, "Oh, what up, Jalen?" He's like, "Oh, what up, Kobe?" And then the bartender comes, he's like, "Hey, Mister uh, Mister Brian, what?" Um, what can I get you? He's like, I have a martini. And he goes, oh, uh, how many olives? He's like, 80, 81. And he's like looking at Jalen Rose. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm just playing Jalen. He's like, whatever, Kobe. He's like, <laughs> it's so funny. Those but commercials was, used to be the, the shit to me. The ESPN commercials? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like the ones where they're like in the office. Yeah. And it's either like a mascot or something. Or the baseball player. player. Yeah, yeah, player. yeah. Like, like. And it was like they knew how to really lean into some comedy, and you didn't even have to overact it. Exactly. Man. Exactly. Wait, is this is this like Umi says? Like I think so. I think it might be a cover or something. But yeah. Leave it to most deaf. Or No, nah, this is like uh Oh, it's it's a band. But yeah, this is this but, is but, his song. But, but, it's, but it's a, I mean shit, Joey Badass did a did a cover of it. Like Oh yeah, he did. He yeah, did. So it's like imagine making a song and it turns into a classic that gets covered. No, nah, that's 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 that's, that's the, making you know, that's 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 letting you know something, you know. You're like, Oh, thank you. I really wanted to do this and it just turns out that it was a classic. That's why you have to be true to yourself with like whatever you produce. No, for sure. Cause Cause you, what, what you think they're going? Oh man, that would break my heart. Like there's a song that gets covered a lot, yeah. and then we like get an interview from the artist, and they're like, "Oh yeah, man, I just really needed rent money that day, so I just threw it together." Yeah. Uh, uh, what 
you telling me the national anthem was just a, no i can't i can't think of a song like what's a highly covered song uh um i don't even know janet jackson it, no yeah. uh michelle branch is her name Michelle? No, I don't know that girl's name. No. See, yeah, I see. I don't even know what. I don't, I don't like know shit about covers. Making my way covers. downtown, walking fast, tasting fast, and I'm homebound. It was in White Chicks. Remember? Yeah. And I need you. I think there's a cover with Drake. Drake? No, 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 no. Wizkid. What's that song? I don't need your body. I don't know, something like that. No. I'm about to. So, what got you in a stand up? Fucking crack and meth. No, so I, uh, it, so it's, it's, it's semi corny, um, but it was kind of a, uh, deathbed situation type thing. Um, After my 20s, because of the military, I had a lot of discipline, and I started, like, recognizing a lot of patterns. Yeah. Uh, when I turned 30, I started looking at the world a little different. Like, it was, I've already been traveling a lot. I was yeah. cultured, and I was concerned with, like, the United States not being too cultured, and yeah. I was complaining a lot. You know, like, I was having a lot of fun. I've always had, like, white-collar jobs, and I was able to just movies music and fashion that was my thing i had money to do whatever i was doing but i didn't like the people that i was surrounded with yeah uh and then i started complaining a lot about my surroundings and then like i had like a a cancer situation to where it was going to try and take me the fuck out and in 2017 i was just kind of like uh if i make it through this i'm gonna do something yeah. of meaning and not just for myself and that corny phrase of be the change you want to see in the world well let me go down this pathway of comedy let me try and infiltrate people's psyche in their minds and put logic in their domes yeah. and pray that people question things more and at least have a some type of curiosity because yeah. i'd love to be able to put so many seeds out there to where it makes it harder for me to be funny. Yeah. I want to create more funny people, more smart people, more whatever people so that yeah. I I want I want it to become easy to me to where I have to now reevaluate myself and get harder and tougher and yeah. whatever. Yeah. But that's so I, I chose comedy and then You remember your first set? I do. I uh it was it was it was at a club. Uh, it was a club open mic, uh-huh. uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, and within that same week, I did, uh, I did an open mic, and then I did one of those like imp- improv- improvisation jam sessions or whatever. And for a good four years after that, I used to say this phrase out loud. I no longer like say it, but I would say that I'm at least ten times better at improv than I am at stand up. Okay. But it, I couldn't you can't you can't be a you can't have a presence with improv. You yeah. can't Oh, you know that one uh political improv guy? No, because you, you're you're a, 
you're a slave to the the rules of, yeah, of that. There's a yes but with comedy, I could fucking you know go down any pathway I want. I could be woke, conscious, conservative. I could be I could be a dick joke guy. You know, I could be a um, I could be an advocate for whatever the fuck's else. Yeah. Um. But for the I, I'm very present, so my improv is it's just fire. Okay. But I learned that improv, you know, you can get good at it by knowing the rules and then have a team and then bounce off of people. So I'm not going to say I could do great improv, yeah. but but my ability to improv is phenomenal because I don't have barriers at all. So what were the first jokes you wrote? Mm. There was this joke. When I had someone tell it back to me, like I was known for it, yeah, that's kind of when I knew. It's kind of when I knew, like, oh, I need to write more. Yeah, I would, I would tell a, a military story. Oh my god, there was this thing that I used to do where I would like coil up the mic cord, yeah, yeah. and then kind of just like hold like a couple coils in my hand or whatever. But I would do it like slow and deliberate. It was it was like so I don't have to fidget with something, but I would just fidget with the thing. Yeah. Till like a, a comic told me like, "Hey man, don't do that. Like don't if it has nothing to do with anything, don't do that." Yeah. Especially if you're nothing yet. You know what I mean? But I would tell a military story where it involves someone touching my sandwich. <laughs> what? This sandwich right here? And I had someone just say it back to me in a condescending way. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to write more. Yeah. Like, oh, this joke right here? And I was like, oh, I'm getting I'm getting shot on. What's up? Uh, that was my, my first. Ugh. Whoa. I'm still going to tell it, too. Yeah. Oh, because because I learned like funny is funny. Whatever was not funny then. Oh, it'll be funny now. Yeah, because I'll put the juice in it. Yeah, I can make the dumbest joke that I started out with fucking funny. Yeah, because it's now it's just the conduit. All I would, for, all these years, it's just been me getting a voice and a cadence and a, and a vibe. Yeah, you shit. I'll tell somebody else's joke and be funny. Yeah, uh, not like that, but you know what I mean, like verbatim. I, you write your joke verbatim. I'll go out there and I'll do it my way and I'll get some fucking laughs, bitch. Yeah, that's how I treat comedy with Word. aggression. Okay, comedy like you know how there's like niggas with an attitude. Yeah, like I'm not really a nigga, but I have an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm retarded as fuck, dude. That's, cause, cause I, I had no clue where I was going. Yeah, I was like, listen, I, listen, I don't have an attitude, but I'm highly, I'm, I'm perturbed. Niggas that are perturbed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when was it you were like, this is what I want to do? 2017. 2017 was, was the official, I'm taking it serious. Yeah. And I think the first time I did like an open mic, it was probably the year before, but I didn't do anything with it. But 2017, it was... It was take it serious. Yeah. And and with my military background, I never had to be at a point where I had to quit my job. Yeah. Um, because 
sleep is just a, an illusion. So I burned the candle at both ends where, where people talk about, I mean, shit, we were just having a conversation about putting time and effort towards something. Yeah. I, I could really unleash myself, you know, quitting my job, yeah. but I want to put a couple of things in, in place before put a couple of safe, not, I don't even want to call them safety nets, but it's just, it's, it has a lot to do with once you get a couple of these things in place. Yeah. All right, Geronimo, you know? Yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm comfortable for a guy that can say that he still has his, his, his job, you know? Cause I'm just getting myself in front of people. Yeah. Audience, producers, whatever, uh, comics that are currently doing their shit. I'm running into them and getting opportunities to feature for them. Like, and then seeing these same comics that I'm rubbing elbows with yeah. running into on this festival. And I'm just like the, the degrees of separation is getting less and less. You know, no, you, for sure. Because it, it becomes yeah. like it becomes like this thing of <clears throat> I would say like even living like in New York, like when you don't know anybody, yeah, and you're like, oh, I, I don't know anybody. So you just kind of like doing your thing, and you see people around or whatever. And then once you start like being around certain type of people, you start like like getting to know people or kind of building some kind of relationship with these people that. Even if you did a show with this person or you had some kind of interaction and then you come out here, yep. everyone's like looking for somebody familiar. Yep. Like, oh, I know we didn't talk that much, but I know you though. Like, yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying? And then it's it, like it sparks that quick. And then it's like it's now like, you have a now you now you like now oh, you have a thing. Exactly. It takes the other location and now it's like, yeah, that's your name. Oh because before it was just like name, 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 yeah. hard to remember, hard yeah. to remember. Yeah. The second you go to another location and it's like, hey, I met you at a, it it, it formed something. Yeah. yeah. Because the second location shows intensity or intent yeah. to the game. Yeah. Those pe- those other people, those other names that you're just not going to remember. Yeah. They just remember us because we're like tall and black. Like, hey, what's, Mo, Mo what's up? You're like, oh, uh. Yeah, what's up, guy? (laughs) Or, or at least that's what it feels like in the Midwest. I mean, New York, everyone's every color or whatever. But yeah, but it's like you, because to me, this shit becomes like it becomes like comedy camp. Because like, even if you didn't know anybody and you made friends, then it's like, oh, now you, you know what I'm saying? Now you got friends. Yep. And then it's like you just it's it's so it's fascinating, man. Because it is. And then a place like this makes it smaller you know and then when you travel you go to la or you go to new york it get it just it gets smaller and you're like oh how you know this person like oh we met at the festival yep you know what i'm saying and it turns into that story exactly because everyone has like a story of where it was what happened and then what was the thing that makes you remember it man that's 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 about as much magic as i can get into man that's yeah because so, the world for comedy only gets smaller. Exactly. Because the further you go up, because because headliners are living a lonely life. Yeah. Because they don't get to hang out with other headliners. Yeah. They get to hang out with crowd and hopefully their feature is cool. Yeah. You know, 
it just gets lonely and lonely. And then when you get into situations where it's like our chance meetings are going to get, you know, stretched out. Like, yeah, I met you last year at the, we'll still remember it like it was yesterday. We'll pick up like it's yesterday. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll see each other, you know, uh, you know, cause oh yeah, I'm at the theater at, no, that's, but I'm, but that's how it is. Yeah. You know, we got to see each other at these festivals that are huge. Yeah. Oh man. But that's, that's what I want. You see a familiar face. You're like, oh shit. What's, you know, and it picks up Yeah. like, like yesterday. Yeah. You remember your first pay gig? I do. I still have the check stub. Nice. And it was and I, and I told I told that joke that I'm I can't wait to take that take the dust off of that bitch. Uh, cuz that joke was awful. Uh, but but I I remember I told it like my parents was there and it was this uh it was like a Thanksgiving fundraiser uh and the dude that was headlining like the per- the person putting it on couldn't couldn't have had a clue of what they were doing. Yeah. Uh they did these auditions and the person hosting was the most upset because he was doing it the longest. I was doing it I was the newest, but I was like featuring and then the motherfucker headlining, he was the youngest. And I'm not gonna say he did it a long, long time. He was doing it, but it, he headlined. But he was doing it for like six years. Uh-huh. First three years he did in New York. Yeah. So like, it, and then she just liked his video. But the host was tight. He was like, "I've been in this city, you know." It, you could just tell he was upset, and and it was good pay for whatever it was. Yeah. My thing is. When you get like that, like you, you got to leave before you get like that. You got to change, change something. Situation. Yeah. Before that you get situation like that. Start controlling you. Yeah. Then there's also, it's like, you can't blame other people. You can't be like, no one's giving me opportunities. Like, it is nobody look, else's fault. Exactly. Because when was the last time you got a gig because your blame game was so hard? Yo, my blame game is so good. I got this spot at the cellar because I just blamed my way into it. Yeah. No. You uh, take not taking ownership. Stop it. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm a great comic. It's just these audiences that I go up against are terrible. Yeah. What was uh? What was your worst bomb? Uh. Yep. I remember. I remember that one vividly. Uh. So it was like a Detroit staple. Uh. It was a room called uh Baker's. Uh. It was like Baker's Jazz Lounge or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh. It was a. Uh, a Detroit uh, legend. He like he passed away a few years ago. Name was Kool Aid, and he ran a show at Baker's, and it was kind of like a rite of passage type thing, just a black room, and and it was one of those things where I was still new to where I wasn't quite reading the room. Yeah. So I just thought I had material, and I thought my material was funny. Yeah. Mm. He brought me up on some, uh, we were talking, everything was cool, it was before the show started, nice and friendly. But like, coming to the stage, good friend of mine, what's your name again? And I don't know if it was on purpose, but it got like the laugh, and then I got up there, and it was like, it was like that silence, and then I did 
my like opener and I'm like, oh man, that opener usually works. And then I went into the, like the second joke to this silence and the mother, this one dude, and he's seen me perform before a black dude, but he said, he's like, it's rough up there, ain't it? I'm like, sure is, you know? And I professionally just did the rest. Thank you so much. Good night. Uh, and it took a, it took 15 minutes walking outside to regather myself. I was still shook from it. Yeah. But like I in that 15 minutes I made a certain vow. Yeah. And it was like it was like do better, do better, do better and also read. No, I think I said I I learned how to read the room a lot better afterward moving on. Like I will so, I will never not so what, be present. So you think you wasn't present at all. So you were like I was out so here you're like, reciting do- material. Oh, got you. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, and that'll and do it. Because because if it's really funny, yeah, it don't matter if they're black, white. They just need to know the language. Yeah, and and if you give it that confidence of, it don't matter. It's funny. Yeah, you know. But if you can be, it's like if you're funny and present, you can win. And oh no, yeah, and and like. The funny and the confidence weren't together, and I wasn't present enough. No, and it it was just it was it was just a nice old bomb, and yeah. I have not repeated that. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, when you're like, oh, I'm gonna just stick to this material, and yeah, I guess it. I've been having I've been having these weird things. I guess I'll call it like a hero complex. Like I'm not, I'm not a. I got motherfuckers running up and down the aisle like, oh, wait till you see him hit type comic. But it's like a professional that I'm going to have people really enjoy me. Yeah. You know, so it's like me being in that middle area. I don't have too many moments of silence like they have to just not know the language. But it's it's to a fault against myself because I'll be at a showcase and there's this list of at least 10 jokes that I want to try. I need to yeah. get these off the ground. But then there's like these people that suck the tailpipe. Three comics before me sucking the tailpipe where it's like, oh, man, is this thing on? They weren't doing that. But, yeah. you know, you know how when people get. But once the comic gets that awkward, now you're making the audience awkward. So now I'm going in there with, well, got to do old faithful. And I'm in there and I'm giving off my vibe but I'm doing stuff that I always do. Yeah. And then if I go into like the crowd, it's a wrap. Yeah. Like I, 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 I could even go out and say it first and foremost. And you know, I won't really say it in like Chicago, but I like hecklers. Like I like, I, I, I genuinely, I could sit back and rely on how fast my brain works. Yeah. Till infinity. Yeah. It, it never gets tired because the world never sleeps. Yeah. The every precious moment of whatever never sleeps. I can address every single person, and if oh, that's a funny laugh, and I'll in that moment. But that does not help for the calling card. You need good videos of good material that gets you in the door. Yeah, not yo. Look at this one video of my crowd work because they'll look at crowd work as a fluke, but they look at material as something that you could stand by. There's only a handful of people that have just made specials off of like crowd work yeah. in bag. But I feel like maybe it's like reverse though. Cause now I see more people posting clips of crowd work than actually. They say the algorithm jokes. likes that better. 
Yeah, like why? It's fucking. It's pushing. It's dumb though. No, it is because then it's like, or people just post these clips of like audience laughing. Like they'll say like one word. It'll say something so out of context, and and it's just laughter. Yeah, it's 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 ego because it's like, hey, look what I can do. Yeah, and it's not showing your skill. Yeah, so it's like maybe you gave them enough of your personality to where. Like, all I had to do was just something with my eyes, and they're laughing. But we don't know the thing that built up to it. Exactly. Like, people are missing context. No, for sure. There's a lot of that. I'm, I'm very curious, though. Like, you ever, you ever struggle in, like, black rooms or urban rooms? I, 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 uh, I, no, not, not ever, like, not ever since uh, that thing that happened. Like I learned, I learned a lot. Yeah, I was hesitant for great reason. I read yeah, patterns, yeah, yeah. but I kind of broke the mold um, going to Atlanta. Like I went to Atlanta um, just to kind of like shop shit around, and I did like a show. And the host did something very similar he didn't know me but he did something very similar to where he just puts me up first and it's it's one of those rooms where you have to get their attention like you have to and everyone knew like the host or whatever and i went in they're like yeah hey i went in on some like this this low monotone like energy and then like something kind of happened i was like but don't let it fool you like hold on i'm still black what's up you know and then that part started coming out and then the laughter, I was like, oh, what's up? I made the gangster laugh. What's up, gangster? You know, and then that guy started coming out, and now they're laughing. So I already set the precedent. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, you know, have a good because I was sprinkling in material with that, because I, I do have a d- decent personality. You know. <laughs> so I'd sprinkle material, sprinkle material, then I got off stage and I earned the trust of the crowd. <laughs> I earned the respect of the host. And I made it tougher for everyone else. Yeah. You know, because other dudes that aren't as skilled had to rely on, yeah. And then this nigga was like, yeah, nigga, 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 nigga. Then there was one guy that he was dressed like he was going to sound like, yeah, nigga, 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 but he had the vibe of me, but without the personality. Yeah. And his lunch started getting eaten. You know, and he's just like, so why the other day? And I'm like, ooh, I hope you don't really sound like that. Silence. Me and the host, we were sitting back. I, I do my best not to talk shit so it inter- disrupts. Yeah. But the host, because we were bonding and shit. So he was like, yeah, man, this nigga's struggling, you know. And and he turns to him and he was like, what was that? He was like, no, nah, man, go ahead. Do your thing, man. He was like, so, he, no, no, go ahead. Say it. And he goes like this to the host. Yeah, say it. And he goes, really? And he's like, yeah, 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 say it. He walks up, grabs the mic. Yo, give a hand for whatever this guy's name is. Bro, never give up the mic. Until your time is up, never give up the mic. They laugh so hard at that. Yeah. I hope he's still on this planet. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Bro. But it's because after after that, I got into a festival called... uh, 1865 okay like an independent festival uh because that's the year it's during like during the juneteenth time and that's when i didn't have any fear i'm doing like 
there's a bunch of black people there, but I'm telling shit to where I can tell if someone like I could tell if it's going all right. Yeah. And if it's not going all right, I double down more, similar to how you was talking about like with that yeah. with that corporate gig. Yeah. And I when I double down, it it's borderline now I'm just doing it for the comics. The show was like an open mic. It was mostly comics anyway yeah. for this festival. You know, but it's like I, I got one one joke where it's like uh like yo, I'm a dumb Detroit comic and I we just play I just play dumb games, you know. It's like I, I call this one bad movie sequels. You know, it's just you just put ER at the end of shit. So it's like Forrest Gump two, Forrest Gumper, uh, Anastasia two, Anastasia, uh, 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 Black Panther two, nigger. And uh, thank you. That's been my time. Good night. Like I, I just leave on jarring shit because fuck you. Yeah. You know, and I did that one there, and and just the the comics going. This nigga bugging, like in the good way. Yeah, man, oh, I love shit like that. So, what was like your uh, your worst heckle story? I genuinely love hecklers, like because I don't have a, a worse. Yeah. But like, I definitely have. I guess what's your favorite? Oh, oh, so so there was a show in Toronto called uh, Danger Room. Okay. And it was in a very intimate small club where it's like the max is between 40 and 50. And it was a heckle-encouraged show where Canadians pay $17 Canadian to go in and heckle. So, so I'm paying money. To go in and and scream like little motherfuckers frothing at the mouth, yeah. And it's one of those scenarios where I ask to get a spot, I get a spot. He uh, he he says he gives me the finger gun of you're up next. I'm like bet. So it's crowded a little bit, and I'm walking up to him, and I gave him all the eyes of I'm about to ask him how much time am I doing. Mm-hmm. He read that in my eyes and answered me. With a very slow head shake, like, no, just go up. All in the head, all in head movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, just go up there. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I did my opener joke. Uh-huh. I told about thirty seconds of joke, and then for the next eight minutes, chopping off the heads of white girls. <laughs> They're hydras. You chop off one head, another one pops up. They keep. <laughs> Like and it's and I'm doing it at their expense. Like I'm getting laughter about you, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm a part of the show," and I'm like, "Fuck, I can't win." Like I can win, but I can't win. Yeah, you know, I'm collecting heads, but they're they're still moving around. Yeah, uh, man, it was to a point though where they had a drop, and. They were like, "Well, we can. We got this one last comic. He's a he's a he's a local comic, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, and he's black. Uh, or we can bring we could bring the other black guy who's American, you know, back to the stage." And I jokingly was like, "Like USA, USA." Someone overheard me, and they were going, "USA, USA." And you could tell on his face because he wasn't really going to do that. He was trying to be funny. Yeah. He was like, 
oh, okay, guys, I'm gonna bring up the local guy, you know, because because that would have just been fucked up, you know, no, like sure. like yeah, like. Yeah. But, uh, bro, bad heckle story, man. Like I've had, I just I go at him. Yeah, I had someone right before I got on stage go, oh God, oh, and it was in Minner. The show was in Minner. Like it was a it was a private <laughs> oh, gig. God, where. It was just full of just white people, you know. Yeah. I hear one guy go, "Oh God," and I'm just I pause for a good ten seconds. Like, yeah. am I the only person that heard that? Like, like who said "Oh God"? Like, be be did he just disappear? And then it was it was me, and I was like, "Oh okay, why oh God?" Like why? He was like. Oh, I was just saying, and I already heard in his voice the backpedaling. I was just saying, like, oh God, another comedian. You know, so when the host said, closing out the show, this, and now all the other comics were white before me, you know, this guy, you thought he was being facetious? Yeah. No, you didn't. Anyone, does anyone else hear the racism in his voice? And he's like, hey, 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 no. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Bro, it's okay. Admit it. Yeah. You're not going to get kicked you off the PTA. You know who said it. You said Bro. it. Bro. Like, just when you guys were thinking, how could the show get any darker? The guy before me was talking about calling a suicide uh, helpline and when he was molested. Some dude talking about getting molested. He had to yeah. He had to boss up to a bitch because she was like, you can't talk about that. I can't talk about me getting touched funny. I was like, if you guys were wondering how it could get darker, hi. You know, like yeah, it yeah. was I just dive into it, man. And I want I want all the heckles so that I can deal with anything. Yeah. What's your worst? <sighs> I'm talking about worst, where you're just like, if I had a gun on me, I probably would have shot somebody. Oh, uh <clears throat> I I used to tell this story about in Harlem, but yeah, that was bad. That was just bad because, you know, everybody on the show was killing the guy. There was a guy who brought people. It was his birthday. And he was even killing. And this nigga didn't, I was like, bro, you know, you just, it was weird. But, like, everybody was killing. Yeah. Where I fucked up at was that the host was coming to me and, like, oh, wh- when do you want to go up? And I'm like, oh, no, no. I just, I'm just like, I'll go later. I'll go later. Whatever, yeah. whatever. And that's where I went wrong. And then, like, I go up there. I'm in Harlem. I open up with, uh, make some noise if you excited Black History Month over. And everybody's like, what? Oh, my nigga. And then I go, <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. I was just tired of being woke for 28 days or some shit like that. And it, just nothing. Because it, it's like they and took then, it too serious. Yes. And then like that's the beauty then of I, the joke. Yeah, and then I did what I did. I doubled down, and I was like, "Oh, you ain't like that one." So then I start making doing my jokes about white women, and then it's like, I just I don't know why Becky. So you've got to be tired of Becky's. What was the joke? The joke was, <laughs> bro, I don't even know. But I was like, that's what I, I don't know why I do that because I get I get upset a little bit because I'm like. I'm there's, trying. I'm, I mean, I'm doing. There's a small chip on your shoulder. Like I'm, I'm like, and I think it comes from, like I'm, I've, I've never been one. Like I want you to, uh, like I don't think I'm a narcissist. I don't think I'm a narcissist. I think one of my favorite things about doing stand up, to me, 
is that and then no one gets like this though no one's like you know nerdy or whatever but it's like it's the writing like we were talking about earlier when i was telling you the, oh, the, I, the i nerd out the like joke. this yeah so it's like it's the writing it's the wordplay it's all these different things and i was like and you don't think this joke is funny because you already just like you know but people black rooms just really don't like me i don't know what it is like no. i've i've done i won't say they don't like me i've done rooms like i did like philly philly yeah. was great yeah Philly was also an was was a experience where it was like I was opening for Josh Johnson, and so if they came to see him, exactly, I'm gonna be straight, absolutely. So like, and I didn't I didn't put that together until afterwards because I was so nervous. I was like, "Are we in Philly?" Yeah, and then I was like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, they came to see Josh. Yeah, Philly is a grime, grimy ass place. You know, and I was like, "Okay, so I'll be you know I'm I'm good or whatever." But then it was like Harlem. Harlem, I just never like Harlem is like that. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but Harlem is like that 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 fucking space. I just I would want I want to win one day. Yeah, I just want to be like, you know. But it's like people are so quick to dismiss me. I don't know what it is, or they they just don't find the shit I talk about funny. Only in heart, like only in these rooms, though. It's I've noticed. I noticed that there are rooms I go to in Toronto that are like that where. They don't believe they don't believe in the magic that I'm dealing because I'm dealing Yeah, they want they just they want that deaf comedy yeah. shit. That's what they want. They they see that I'm black, so they expect me to be a certain type of hood, but I'm dealing in absurdity and that's not yeah. their currency. No. They're not so at all. And, and it's like sometimes people are just so woke that they don't get absurdity. Sometimes people are just so I've already created an image in my head. Yeah, he's black, so he's going to say something about Kool-Aid. Like, they can't get absurdity. Yeah. You were like this. <laughs> Aren't we tired? Oh, wait, hold on. Who else is glad that uh, Black History... Who else is glad that Black History Month is over? Like, the joke of it is... That's not knocking, is it? I think it's like next door or something. Because that's a, that's a real easy way to get roundhoused. Somebody's hammering something. <laughs> there are moments where I just we were talking about it last night. There's there's a there's a there's a miniature white man that does MMA inside me. You know, like he's a, he's a short king and he's got cauliflower ear. And he was like, "Were you talking to me?" Like, like the, he's inside of me. Yeah, uh, and it's consensual. Uh, but it, he's inside of me, and like. There are just moments where he just wants to come out and play. Yeah. And it's just like, let today be the day type thing. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. But other than that, very peaceful person. I've only I've only killed a few uh woodland <laughs> creatures. Uh man, when people don't play the game of absurdity, yeah. Because it's almost like I have to change my demeanor yeah. to really let them know that I'm kidding. Yeah. Like if I come, if you come out the gate with like a monotone one liner, yeah. they're like this. Oh wait, he's serious. Where are you right now? Yeah. Like, like in my heart and soul, for especially for woke people, like when was the last time you seen a funny bigot? Yeah. So like, so if I come out and I say like Jews, do we need them? You know, like oh my God, he was talking hate speech. He was trying. When was the last time you was at like a a uh, what? What? Who? How did I word this? Oh, a motherfucker kills for an entire hour. Yeah, just kills. All right, guys, I'm gonna leave you with this. 
uh, let's go out and get those niggeronis. Are you with me? You know, and then just gets everyone up out. Just, and then we just, they just go all go rallying. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't mix funny and hatred. They don't go to nah. you. What? When was the last clan rally where it was just hilarious? Yeah. You just you get them frothing at the mouth, or you get people laughing. The two don't go together. Nah. There's no there's no such thing as a funny bigot. No, not at all. But like you know, I mean, besides Donald Trump, but uh, <laughs> he, he but he's only funny in the abstract. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what like, I'm like, yo, he ain't never done a tight five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, you guys, I got a joke for you. Um. Yeah, man. So, like, because even last night, last night, I forgot. I forgot real quick. And so, I'm too fucking sensitive, man. And I'm trying like, to, like, I just got to, I got to do, like, some road shit, like constantly on the road, and just like I don't give yeah. a fuck, you Cause, know. Cause it's, it's gonna like, be a new person, new person, new yeah, person, yeah, new yeah. person, but like, and it'll allow you to just get it out. Yeah, but like uh, last night, I was just like, I got upset, I doubled down. I I did jokes from all over the fucking mm-hmm. whatever, and I was like, oh, was it because I came out race heavy? Like I did the rock paper scissors joke, and then I did the Negroni joke, but nothing and i was like these are great jokes but nothing and i'm like okay rock paper scissors is is as tame as it can be except for when you run into that joke is that joke is a tester from the audience so like if if this i've got an applause break for that fucking joke oh because it's it's great writing yeah at it's it's i don't want to say it's like the ultimate of great writing but it's like you're testing you're testing an audience if they appreciate great writing. Pretty much. I think that's what my problem is. And if is. they don't appreciate great writing, they'll never believe you. You guys don't know funny. Fooey. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay. If you don't know funny, then you're really going to not like this one. So Hitler and, <laughs> yeah. and Mussolini walk into a bar and they're like, where are all the Jews? <laughs> So it's like, uh, so I'm like, I, I, I get in that and I'm like, oh, that's fuck. so funny to me. I'm like, fuck, man. And you're, then it's you're, like, you're, but it's, you're amping yourself up. It's like if a person backs himself into a corner yeah, and then they'll look at everyone as an assailant. Yeah. Like in, uh, in the, in the art of war, you back your army up to the edge of a cliff. They have to fight for their life. Yeah. So if you set people up with something that proves they have to know yeah. good writing, yeah. and they don't. You find offense, and now you want to attack them. Yeah. So I don't have. I I have zero. Man, that's a mugshot. Uh, I have zero uh, advice for it because this this is something that you'd have to come up with on yourself. Yeah. But it's like something that involves less of you yeah. as an opener, because it's it's you'll take it personal if you don't. I take it personal when motherfuckers just don't get it for the quality of the writing. Yeah. You you and I are barking up a very similar tree. And so, but the thing was, but last night I had to, re- I had to remember, I even, I even just made me realize when I was telling you about it where, cause I'm just like, Oh, this isn't like on me. Like one is like, all right, mm-hmm. 
like I got some laughs and shit. I was actually thinking about listening to the recording or whatever. But I was like, all right, one, being too hard on yourself. And then two, it's like everybody didn't do well. I think Kalia did pretty decent, but Kalia didn't even like her set. So then it was like, all right. So then you're thinking about, okay. Oh, but also think of the circumstances. That's what I'm saying. Yo, so that pop-up like, shit. It was an ambush. Suck, it was an ambush comedy suck show. The nuts out of my fucking shit. Are you kidding me? It was an ambush comedy show after they ate dinner. Hey guys, guess what? We got a surprise comedy show for you. And then on top of it, these people it was the first time these people met each other. Ugh. In this room. Because they don't know what they can be laughing. Exactly. When you start putting all that shit together, you're like, oh, okay. Recipe for disaster. That all makes sense. That was a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And then I really fucked up because I was like, where my real niggas at? No, I go. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, you guys smoke weed, and I was like, wait, you guys are like principals and teachers. You don't smoke weed. I used to smoke weed, and like I caught myself, but it was just like you know, I could like read a room, you know. But it's like, uh, <laughs> but like no one even laughed at. Like no one, people were just like they were so uptight. Yeah. And some of the things that they laughed at, I was like, you laughed at that. And then some of the things that they didn't laugh at, it would have been, it would have been the hardest thing to win that entire room. Yeah, you either have, you either have name recognition with yourself, yeah. like like so so, any like Tom Segura or whatever, they'll come in, they'd win the room, or all they would do is, and I notice, but that's not my 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 skill. No, I mean, no one has the skill of being, you know. But. No, but I was like, if you if we would if you would have just roasted them, I was just about to say that. They would have loved that. You would have been the funniest. They didn't want jokes. They, like, roast me. I, it would have been, like, crowd work turned into, so So what, what brings you, you know, and then making it very specific but human. Yeah. You know, because it's not going to be, like, specific about the job that you're in. You know, don't you hate account? But you could even have gone out. You can't stand accounting, can't you? You're like, well, I haven't met accounting, but when have you ever been at a job where you like the motherfuckers that pay you? Yeah. And that makes no sense. But it's like when you start going down that pathway, it's cliche as fuck. But then it could bring them together. Right now, they're just like, I don't know if I could. Or if it was yeah, I did, someone I that did, was great at like I did poop, my, poop humor or I, kid humor. I did my cocaine joke and that shit hit hard. And I was so surprised that that joke hit. Well, cocaine hits very hard. No, I, I but know. It has but a, it, was it like, has a low shelf life. So it was like... <laughs> Because I did the weed joke, people were like, but they laughed at the joke, but people wouldn't respond like, oh, no. Nah. I was like, oh, that's right. You guys, you don't smoke. You're like teachers or whatever. They don't so then, smoke. Yeah. So then I did the- but, but Coke is funny enough to where it's like, it's just funny. Yeah. They don't smoke. There are people that clearly do, yeah. but they can't say it. Yeah. But Coke, you could go, you and I did Coke last night, right? And they go, <laughs> but you're like- I smoked weed last night. That's more feasible. Yeah. And we're not supposed to be viewed that way. But Coke, you know I'm joking. Yeah. Just like if I add heroin to it or, or you know, like, yeah, yeah we smoked crack last night. Cocaine is the acceptable out of this world drug. I feel like if I would have said, I was like, oh, you was the dude I saw doing the line off the gold fixture in the bathroom. They been like, like, listen, dead. He he wouldn't have laughed. He would have been like, oh, fuck. They're going like, you know. But he, you know he really did. No, for he, sure. Like this. I get you, black man. I, I, Watch I, your back. I, I've never like opened up a show like this. It was just so funny because it was like I looked at the room and I was like, I don't see white people. And I saw like, oh, it was, a, it was a black man. It was a black woman. 
And I go, all right. I was like, oh, hey, how you doing, brother? What's up, brother? And I was like, hey, sister. You know, and like I don't do shit like that. And I was just But like, that makes you laugh, don't it? Listen, hold up. <laughs> Look at your face. I wish you could see your face. I know, Listen, dude, it just... may shit like that yeah. makes me laugh. Yeah. Like, 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 hey, uh, there's only two of you that'll that'll get this joke, you know, over there. Well, I guess I shouldn't have pointed you guys out. <laughs> Solidarity. I do sometimes I stop myself from doing it. Yeah. Sometimes I actually do it. Yeah. And then explain it. And it's just for me. There's only a there, there's only a handful of people in the audience that get when I'm doing something just for me. Yeah. Cause it's like, I shouldn't have been, I'm not, Hey, what's up? That's hilarious to me. <laughs> like, like my opener, like first 60 seconds of it, I'm like walking my way to, you know, like, what's up, man? Only two of them. Right. You know, like miss. So the other day, <laughs> Yeah, you went out of your way, shook hands, you know, acknowledged two people. So I was walking down the street. <laughs> I would be doing that just; it would be just for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I was like, I don't do shit like that. I was, I don't say brother. I don't say, you know, what I'm saying, no, hey, yeah. say what up, sister. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just hey. being stupid. Like, like, hold up, yo, that's just from the office. What? Uh, It was like season two or three. Uh, they had a dude, a black dude, come in. Yeah. And Stanley was just kind of like sitting there, and they show like they about to make eye contact, and the black dude was like this. Oh yeah, Stanley. And Stanley like, was like this. Whatever. <laughs> you know, like like just just that that pause, and then turning his head like, please. Yeah, like don't be bringing no rowdy shit like that here. No rowdy shit. That's hilarious. <laughs> that sounds like some shit he would do. Boy, have you lost your mind? Cause I help you find it. Not on pretzel day. No. <laughs> oh, pretzel, Stanley. Uh-uh. Man. Yeah, they did something magic with that show. This Florida Stanley. Oh man. So how do you, how do you feel about dating comics? Hmm. Hmm. Damn. I'm already a little bit jaded with the the opposite sex. Um, dating has just been hard, whether they're a comic, car mechanic. I haven't dated any presidents of anything yet. Car Barista. Yeah. I've just been having like issues because egos have been out of control. Yeah. Uh, dating another comic, that's just a recipe for disaster because if they're not aware of themselves, the ego's really going to be out of control. Yeah. So dating, I wouldn't suggest it. But if there was like one night that you guys would like meet up for some type of interaction and the preceding night nothing and every single night into the future is like that other night of nothing yeah to where it only happens once please do yes <laughs> long right. story short one night stands are great in my book got you okay <laughs> especially if you're not from that scene yeah what was the funniest thought you had today funniest thought yeah um walking outside 
looking at the ticket that's going to be in my vehicle because I definitely didn't wake up at eight and move my vehicle for that one hour that it's not supposed to be there. Yeah. And uh, and and then your statement of uh, oh, luckily it's it's. Would you say it's Montreal, so you could just throw that shit away? Oh yeah, like it's not real. It's just, yeah. It's just... That 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 made me happy because it's like Ontario, they'll find me. Yeah. They'll 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 track the plate. Quebec, it's I might as well I could be in Narnia. Yeah, you know got, what I'm saying? I got a ticket in Berlin. And I was like, I told you that man was like, you want to pay it now or in two weeks? I was like, yeah, I'll pay it in two weeks. Yeah, I'll see you in two weeks, bruh. Yeah, get out. Good of here. luck, right? Uh, <clears throat> let me see. I thought this was. I don't know. I thought this was funny. I was like looking. I didn't know restaurants do this and shit. So I was like, I was looking to see if this, uh, see if this place like had Wi-Fi or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so like the restaurants, they give you all these details. And uh, I was like, restaurants now will let you know that they're delivering dining options, atmosphere, and if they're LGBTQ friendly or transgender safe, a transgender safe space, but not if they have Wi-Fi. It's like, where's the that 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 can't be real? Are you are you? I can't. I'm like, where's the Wi-Fi at? I can't live right now if if they'll give you this list of a whole bunch of shit and you don't even know if you can get on Wi-Fi. Hold on, hold on. I just read this entire paragraph. I don't even know if you motherfuckers have food. You know, right? Hold on. You haven't safe hold space, up, hold bro. up. You know it's a safe space, but bruh, I have to unlock a, a cheat code to find out what's on their menu, nigga. Yeah. I couldn't find. I took nine clicks to find out their menu, but but up front, we just want to let you know it's a safe space for for this minority. But we are we are where we are. There's a lot of those minorities around. Yeah, that's so crazy. Or also like, uh, I was at the airport. This woman, she was cute too. She was working at the airport, and uh, she like kept looking at me, and I was just like, "All right, whatever," you know. And then, as I'm like going to board the plane, she like never had a woman like like grab me or like hit me in a way of like she was like. <laughs> so I'm like walking, and she goes, "Hey," and I'm like, "Hey," she goes, "Are you a basketball player?" And I go, "Nah." She's like, you look so familiar. I was like, I'm a comedian. She's like, nah, that ain't it. It's like, you you look like a basketball player. And I was like, nah, I don't I don't play basketball. And I was like, I was like, you you know who it is, right? I was like, it's cause you think I look like Kobe Bryant. I'm not Kobe Bryant. He's full on dead. You look so familiar. You look like a basketball player. I was like, yeah, it's probably him. But the beauty of that, just to let you know how retarded she is. Familiarity doesn't work that way. Yeah, like I could look like Kevin Spacey. That doesn't mean I'm an actor. But I was curious. Though. I was like, I wonder if she would ask me that if I wasn't tall. No, <laughs> no. It takes a certain qualifier, like, and then they say it. She's like, "Are you a basketball player?" I'm like, "Bro, no, nah, I'm, I'm a comedian." Bro, so like, you look so familiar. I was like, "I don't know." It's, Bro, it's been like, happening on this planet forever yeah like in the navy there was this thing me and my one dude we joke about this shit constantly they would ask you some of the dumbest fucking shit because some of these people 
barely I barely graduated high school, but it was more of a lack of effort, not yeah. because I like the taste of windows. Yeah. So like window liquor joke. But <laughs> so like check this out. There'd be a motherfucker that would stop someone. Yeah. See somebody's name. My boy's name, his last name was Williams. Yeah. Williams. Dude will stop him and be like, hey man, do you got family that's a Williams son? What? No, I'm just saying like like I got family in in North Carolina and their last name is Williams son. And he like looks at his name he's like my last name's Williams. Oh, I was just seeing if, you know, like there was a connection. Why would there be a connection? Bruh, I've said stuff like this to people. I said, "Hey man, I was in the I was in the Navy." And they would say, "Oh shit." Do you know, and I start shaking my head immediately. I'm like, it don't work that way. Yeah. You're about to ask me something, such a shot in the dark. Yeah. I was in the Navy from 2000 to 2006. Even if you ask me about someone that served during that time. Yeah. It's quite a big Navy. Yeah. We don't just know the fuck each other. Yeah. That's like saying like, oh, you work for the government. The government. So I'm talking about like you could work for the school system. Do you know Barack Obama? Yeah, no, I'm the I'm a, the municipal blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh, like Mitt Romney. So you know Mitt Rom- like like, and those are just the famous ones. Yeah. You can just name someone in another district somewhere in the Nevada district. Yeah. Like it don't work that way. That's crazy. Yo, do you know uh, a Sam uh, Turk Turk Boyle? Where was he stationed? Oh, uh, Florida. I've never been stationed anywhere in Florida. Sorry. That's so oh, well, funny. you said Navy, so it's like my uncle's cousin was in the Navy. People make connections. So, so what's your writing style like? Chaotic. Chaotic. I, I mean, I, I, this ain't this ain't really material, but it sounds like it's material. Like I, I write very randomly. I have to shut my brain down, and yeah. it just comes to me. So typically, I write the best when I'm driving. But oh, here's actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've said it, and this is funny-ish, but uh, typically inspiration comes to me when I can't write it down or when it's inconvenient. So like the shower yeah. Yeah. or driving. And I was telling this to somebody like, no, no, like I come up with one time I was driving out to Maine uh-huh. and I, I had one day where I was closing out a show and the other day I was on a showcase. I ended up writing 30 minutes of my set on the drive. Yeah. 30 minutes of my set on the drive and they're like god damn you wrote that. i was like yeah and i'm talking about like raw dog real deal like i'm actually typing that bitch because yeah. why would i use voice control inspiration only comes when i'm putting other lives at danger you know? <laughs> <laughs> bro yeah. but i'm not lying yeah yeah, yeah. No. i'm saying but i drive a certain way to where it's like i'm in front I don't fuck. I don't trust anyone else. Yeah. So I weave my way in my truck yeah. up into the front cruise control, and it's like, oh, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> you know, like so I'm typing and looking up, yeah, typing yeah, yeah. and looking up. But funny happens when I'm not supposed to. No, for sure, yeah. And and so if you were to say, oh, every single evening at eight p.m. I sit down and I write for an hour. That ain't me. Nah. I wish it was. My shit is just all thoughts. It's just sporadic, just random thoughts. So you get random thoughts, and then you 
you put down the idea and then do you like do you grow like grow it i try to because we was having this conversation last night it made me think where it was like um and like i could just be in my head or whatever but i was thinking i was like oh damn you know i don't have any like uh what was the word you used was this it was it was a substance you we were, you were talking about you were talking about like like going in depth in something yeah and i was like i don't think i fucking really have that like i just have these jokes or i have these thoughts and it's just like and then i like play with the thoughts and the wordplay or mm-hmm. i just kind of like have this whole experiment experiment where it's like here's the the setup the punch or whatever like whatever i'm telling you what i'm talking about but i don't go into death about something yeah and i was just and i realized that and i was like but also there's also a time and a place for like that stuff to like happen to me i look at it like this i'm like is a time and a place for that to happen so i'm not going to rush the process of whatever i'm doing yeah. right now but I was just thinking about that. I was like, how do I get more in depth with something? I forgot who, what comic or what we were talking about. Yeah. It was it, like, how do you get more in depth? It, it, cause I think it comes with the voice. So it's like, no, for sure. When you start seeing, when you start seeing the patterns, I had an aha moment last night at the show that I was on. Yeah. And all it took was the, the, the performance before me was a, a woman on a guitar, like doing a musical thing. Yeah. But she would talk before. She started bringing up vulnerability. I had my entire set list, and I just realized that each one of these jokes can now be bottled up. I've, I was able to even modify my segues so that it all made sense because yeah. I'm going all over the place just trying shit anyway. Yeah. It turned into an entire set about vulnerability. Yeah. Jokes that I've been doing, and they're all standalone yeah. you know, type thing. The whole thing turned into a set about vulnerability, it allowed people to go on the ride, man. The fucking laughter that I got to not win, yeah, makes me ill. But it's it has to but make sense it, in your head, yeah. But isn't it also crazy how like if you didn't do that show, mm-hmm. you never would have came, came up, up with this. That. That's why it's a time thing. Yeah, can't can't force it. Can't exactly. rush it. You know, so depth depth comes from. So every single day you and I get smarter because we like learn something else. And as long as we don't shut off that process, yeah, always keeping it open for the interpretation of learning. Yeah, I learned something today. I'm gonna do this like this from now on or whatever. If you're if you're changing and learning and growing and adapting, it's going to turn into what it is you're not even going to know that you're being more deep it's just going to happen well yeah but like again i just i like i'm always thinking about shit and i'm always like oh damn i'm not like you know what i'm saying where's like you just because are you comparing yourself to other things no 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 not even comparing but just more like oh i haven't i haven't gotten there yet yeah and and then it's thinking like oh and now i'm thinking about my material and the shit i talk about and i'm like this shit is stupid you know like this is like you i swear to you man i think you and i are are crossing a bridge we're crossing a you bridge know, and heavy. like wait what am i talking you know i'm what like is what does it even mean right you know and i'm just like what is happening you know and then but then it's like when you're in a certain space and or 
like I was talking to like I was talking to Josh last night and I was like, you know what's so crazy, bro? I got so much material and I can't think of none of the shit to do here that could possibly have a decent set. Yeah. Cause I'm so focused on the now yep. and the shit I've been working on. Yep. Which I'm like, I don't want to do that shit here, but it's like it'll eventually maybe somehow get into that. So I did bits from all over the place and then also some of the new shit I was like working on. Cause I'm like, what the fuck do these people like what is it that they want? Or like now what if this is the answer? Because I don't know if this is the answer yet. What if the answer is you make them into the present? You make them into the people like your material hits at a certain level to where whatever you're working on in the present, yeah. you're doing this for them and they're digging it. Because before you were going, I could go into the past and make them uh, on board with me and liking me. Yeah. But the true Jedi mind trick is this is my shit, my new shit, my pathway now, and I'm getting them on board. Yeah. That's when you're totally in tune with you and your voice. Like that's what that's a, that's how I feel like uh was it GM Marco? Oh, like yeah. like he got so in tune with his voice that it's whatever the subject that he's going down the pathway, it's it's his version of being cheeky. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. It's like it's 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 an adaptable cheekiness. Yeah. So now if you can put a stamp on it, a brand, I'm legit. From yesterday now I'm able, she gave me the inspiration. Now I'm able to kind of package it a certain way and I'm just going to sell it. It could be a new joke. It could be an old joke. But the way that I'm packaging it, yeah, it's all a part of this program. Yeah. So then now they feel that it's less of a, it's less of you trying to dig. What do you guys like? Because the second you ask, you could potentially have lost them. See, I never did that though. I was never but like, oh, what do you Whether you ask like, the question or you give the mannerism of, yeah. All right, what do I want? You know, like whether you say the words, if they think that it's, oh, he's always like this, you know, it, it just it keeps the illusion going. No, for sure, because everything is the show. Yep, everything is the show. Everything is the show until you say, this isn't the show. Yeah. And then you lose it. So even if you fuck up, you're like, like you damn, I fucked up on that and joke. You're like, yep, that's part of the show. Yeah, you're like, damn, I fucked up on that joke. I'm just, and then you do it again, and you're just like, oh, I think that's part. Of, that's part of the bit. Yeah. You know, like fucking up, and then like keep repeating the joke or whatever it is. Never, you know? never let them in on. Exactly. Never let them inside. Exactly. So like, I don't know how I look, but I know how I felt. Yeah. And so I probably look calm, cool, collected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just but like, on the inside. All right, I'm in, on the inside. I'm like, bro, burning, spiraling. Like, what? I will, I will eat one of your children tonight <laughs> up in this bitch. <laughs> it's crazy. So, what are some of your comedy goals? I definitely want, well, like a true hoe. Um, I want more credits. Um, but on as far as like the comedy goal, yeah, I want to get comfortable. Um, like like comfortable with like the comedy, paying the bills. Yeah, I want I want a solid calendar. I want something that's just like, ooh, okay. So, 
it, it's not even a level of funny yeah. or uh it's not even a I want to do this club or that club if 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 I can get myself maybe with like a little bit of I'm going to go out on a limb. So you listen to MF Doom, right? Uh yeah. Okay. He used to be my number one. I actually got hip to like I knew about MF Doom when I was younger, but like I didn't really like listen. Uh huh. And then like I got hip to him like later on, and I was like, "Yo, this man be saying some shit." He's been saying some shit, and it's got some depth to it. Yeah. With like having different monikers. Yeah. And the different monikers even stayed within certain parameters. Like that. That shit intrigued me. Not not only the wearing the mask thing. But the moniker shit intrigued the fuck out of me. Yeah, like like he he released two albums under Victor Vaughn, and Victor Vaughn is the guy in the comic books before he became Victor Von Doom. Yeah. So in in the Victor Vaughn albums, he's rapping about stuff like high school, or it was him before he ever put the mask on. When when it's the it's it's like when you was talking about joke writing. Yeah. It is the symmetry of someone that really sticks to the 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 craft of it, the yeah. art of it. Yeah. The the hold a cold one like he hold a old gun like he <laughs> hold the microphone and stole the show for fun. Hold a foe for ransom. Flows is handsome. O's in tandem, random, anthem, tantrum, phantom of the grand old Opry ask your dumb hottie, mass pump shoddy, somebody stop me. Hardly come sloppy on a retarded hard copy. After rocking parties, he departed in a jalopy. <laughs> Yo, my guy is barbarous. Right? This guy said, set the stage with a goal to have the game locked in a cage, getting shocked with a pole. My comedy goals be like doom with fucking comedy i always no for sure no that's that's great nigga what he say he said uh oh. what's the what's the line he say you, you got so much soul like a sock with a hole in it yeah, or some shit uh more soul than a sock with, with a hole, hole. yeah yeah, yeah. And then, set the stage with a goal to have the game locked in the cage getting shocked with a pole overthrow it like the one rope for a biscuit he's got he's got my favorite song from him ever yeah. is the song Cookies. Okay. Cookies with a K. Because the entire song plays the double entendre of cookies on a computer and actual cookies. Yeah. So uh one lonely one lonely night I alone. Like, home. I like Rhinestone Cowboy. That it's it's my technical number one. That shit. Because I could just crazy. You know, like I can yeah, yeah, I can wrap yeah. that shit up and down backwards in Goody my sleep. Goo-goo. <laughs> like Looney Cuckoo, like Gary Gnu off New Zoo Review, but who knew? His his alliteration, his articulation, his cadence. Yeah. He put it all into that song. Yeah. Just like Ryan Stone Cowboy. Oh no, 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 enough, enough. Right? Wait, is that the same one where it's like, yuck? Is they rhymers or stripping males? No, nah, that's another song. He, he, there's a video of Most Def rapping Doom lyrics. Oh yeah, you talking about uh, that's that's a mad villain. Mad. Oh God, he mo, what, he he's like he was like I, I put I put a uh, what do you say? 
ten thousand dollars that Doom Doom could beat Wayne in a in a battle. Like like, ugh. but but still, yeah. Like, cause cause he would say, "Yuck, is they rhymers or stripping males out of work jerks since they shut down Chippendales? <laughs> yeah, they tip they chipping nails. Doom tipping scales. Man, he it. I needed him." I needed, I needed sure. that, that shit. Oh, what life. was the other song? Phasers? No, wait, what Fa- was it? Oh, that's off of King Ghidorah. Phasers yeah, on yeah, stun. Yeah, yeah, uh, Rule number, number one, one, keep your phasers, phasers on stun. stun. Like, that shit sticks with me, man. Right? Yeah. The, and the beats were so, like, like ethereal and shit. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he was the one doing the beats. Man, come on. And the, the little sound bites, all that shit, it was such oh, a whole. Oh, I'm a, a huge fan. Yeah. You give me some snippets from some shit, yeah. I'm dead. Yeah. I am there was one video that showed all of the videos that he grabbed them from. So yeah. it shows like the, yo, man, oh, it's on M, M Food. Yo, man, I'm a little hungry. I just want to go grab a bite to eat. I think they played the entire album. And and if they didn't have the footage, uh, they would just show something else like of him. Yeah. But the second it would go into a sketch, it would show whatever the fuck it's from, whether yeah. it's from a cartoon or a commercial. Yeah. It, I listen to that shit so much, but cookies, yeah. cookies is the is the most fire. Where because because when you could play between both, yeah, one lonely evening alone home end up with carpal tunnel syndrome. You know, like beating your dick. Yeah, you know, uh, end up with carpal tunnel syndrome. Here I am, known for giving heavy backaches, grown living off a of little Debbie snack cakes. Uh, I was supposed to be checking emails, but all I'm getting was ne- uh, messages from ass naked females. Night, night. I don't know no Jenny. She said it's free, and I won't owe her a penny. And that's the last time I saw her. But thousands of more horrors of online Gamara and Sodom. They got them with they with they with they shirts out. Like man, he he's talking about cookies on your computer, yeah, viruses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also cookies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Debbie snack cakes. Man, this motherfucker's. No, uh, for sure. Yeah, he's got. I, I like when people can. I like when people can play the fucking game. So, yeah. if you're the, uh, I got nothing but like bars and like great uh, fucking. I'm I'm cool like the other side of your pillow type shit. Yeah. Bet, but just feed me full of a bunch of them yeah. because. Don't just have three of them. I can't just listen to you because you what yeah. you, you have the you got the best Maybach. Like, what's the competition? True, but there was such a there was such an element there where it's like where it's just like uh, yeah, that shit doesn't really. I don't know. He, I mean, he's definitely a legend, but it's like that shit just don't that don't exist anymore. You know, you like you can only. You can only go back and listen to Doom. There's a new there's 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 some new kids on the block. Like who? Oh, I shouldn't have used it that way, but Coast Contra. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I saw them. I saw the videos. These I'm, these motherfuckers double entendre and make it hype. Yeah. Like these these motherfuckers <laughs> man, when they do the video and then they put the words up on the screen, yeah. They'll show you the words where it means he was like uh Something about like a, a a forty, but I was too poor. 
but it was like pouring out liquor yeah. for like uh, someone that died or some shit. But it it was just, as yeah, that's yeah, it was crazy. So what what was uh what was one of your favorite old jokes of yours? Favorite old joke? Yeah, that you just like to do, kind of like resect yourself or like makes you laugh. I don't know why I'm I'm dead serious, man. This one this one makes me sick. Uh, like I don't I don't know if you could tell by my demeanor, but I'm genuinely happy today. And that's usually like an opener because I yeah. come out with this real low energy. I got a joke like that, yeah. and then I just go I just save fifteen percent of my car insurance. And then they typically laugh. And then it's like simply by only having eighty five percent of the bill in my checking account. <laughs> I don't think I have car insurance. And that's, that's <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even get it. Yeah. Like I don't get it. Yeah. I just told it one day and it like they laughed and I would just do it. And I go, like, there's 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 shit out here that I don't understand and I'll do it. Yeah, I got this. I I got to put all this shit together. But one of my favorite jokes was uh, it was like one of my first coffee jokes, and it was about like a lot of people are surprised when I tell them I don't drink coffee, because of my exuberant demeanor, and that's how I say the joke just like that. And then people laugh. You get it. You know what exuberant means. You're like, you know, and they laugh and just you like know it's a contrast. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know my exuberant demeanor. And then I go like, I mean, who needs coffee? When you got the police to keep you alert, you know? So like I can sleep through an alarm clock, but when I hear them sirens, it's morphin' time, you know? And they're just like It's morphin' time. See? That's all that's dude, would a would a twenty year old get it's morphin' time? Maybe, I don't know. Fuck them. But that's hilarious. It's morphin' time. Come on now. That touches my soul. It's morphing time because it's just like a good I don't even want to call it a segue. It's just like, it's such, it's poetic. Yeah. It's morphin' time. Like, like, uh-oh, cops want to beat up on a guy. It's morphin' time. <laughs> you know, and it's not like you're about to go protect. It's like, it's morphin' it's time. Like Let's yourself, get out of here. Right? Protect. Yeah. Protecting yourself. <laughs> I quit. Because that's a sketch in the, in the half. Niggas with powers, but they're not doing it to protect people. It's they to, protect to protect themselves. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you don't find that fucking hilarious. Yo. Like, like legit, black people, it turns out black people have superpowers, but they haven't been. It's just Yo. been that thing where it's like, that's funny. it's like, oh, shit. Two cops are bored and they're heading this direction. You're like, oh, fuck. It. I'm so glad that you have the super hearing, you know, like, like, bro. They would be ready for that. That's hilarious. That is hilarious, and it it's all shot like Atlanta yeah. almost, yeah, yeah, so yeah. that it's real. It's just it's it's an extra dark comedy, yeah, but still have an FX budget, yeah, so that it's going to look a certain way, yeah. So it's like it's like pow pow pow, you know, and the motherfuckers are, ah, and everyone's doing all the reactions. Oh my baby, my baby. And then, like the you know the cop, yeah, get the coroners. And then he kind of like looks up with one eye, yeah. like like, and they're like, okay, it's time to go, go, go. 
Where'd the body go? Who moved the body? <laughs> so it's like everyone else is acting all serious. Yeah. So we could tackle these issues. Yeah. All in the guise of the only way we could survive is by, <gasps> we could say it's adaptation. We had we, we started to have we had to evolve faster than other races b- for self preservation. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. What would we call it? That's, we would call it it's morphing what, time. It's morphing time. <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's wild. That's so funny though. But yeah, that was the joke, and then like it worked. But then also like. I, I just get to a point too. I'm like, y'all just not giving me the credit, you know, or like, like you, you were the, probably the first person foot to, to, to like, to explain the joke. Uh-huh. Cause it's like, it's one when you explain it to yourself where you're like, you, you, you wrote you make this it joke. Make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. But then when another person is like, because I'm using, I'm re- receiver ears. Yeah. And it's hard borderline impossible for you to create a joke and use receptive ears it's it's the ability of being objective when you hear things or or in any situation yeah when you take in data you try to be objective yeah if it came from you yeah it's so hard because it came from you yeah you have to be able to say this is your brain you have to be able to be over here looking at your brain or whatever you created yeah and doing that is hard it is like like saying, "Oh, I look ugly today." Like, but you also don't want to be the person saying you're ugly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's a constant fight. I think that way in in life. I know how to be objective, but then I also know how to explain things very well. So, I I, I nerd out. I, I I love breaking down the, the 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 mechanics of why things work. Yeah, you know, not too many people do. There ain't too many people that could just have these conversations. You have motherfuckers with you like, damn, nigga, can't can it just be funny? Huh? Huh? Can't we just say it's funny? Well, okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. No, but, I'll walk I'll, I'll, I'll walk from here. That's but, fine. But yeah, that was... Uh, it's morphing time. Come on Yeah, now. that's crazy. But that, And that's what's so great about riffing with comics and just like yep. like-minded people where you get these ideas. Because I never would have even thought about a, that being a sketch. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's the best part of a, a, a shit. I used to say uh, performing, the best part of performing is the hang after. Yeah. And no, it, and, sure, and it's yeah. like, and it's like, you know, it, 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 it's predicated by saying it has to be with good comics. Yeah. You know, I can't just, you hang out with bums, they, they talk about what bums talk about. They, yeah. you know, uh, they they're like, oh, did you see the Bachelorette? And I'm like, man, I'm not here there's, for that. There's this Fifty Cent sketch. I don't know if it was like G Unit Radio or something, but he was like, you know, you know, what my grandfather told me. He told me you only gonna get as far as the niggas you hang around with. And I, I every time, and I always like hear that in my head because like you, the people you hang around with is the far. You know what I'm saying? So it's just oh, like that was a hey. Oh, like a sketch on the album. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because I was like this. I was like, there ain't nothing funny about that. That's true to the bitch. Nah, I was thinking like would, sketch comedy. No, no, no. He had these little skits on the album, which was like hey, funny. That's and I, hey. He had another one where he was like, he was like, yeah, man, I was up in the spot, you know, and then motherfuckers, like, we went in money and shit, and then motherfuckers come in like, oh, man, give me all your shit. Get on the ground. And then they could go, bitch, I'm wearing linen. <laughs> 
Bro, that's funny. These, dude, that shit was... So, some of these rappers, bro, you'd be like, yo, you funny as fuck. You funny as fuck. But it's 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 their personality actually coming through. Yeah. Because you have to put on a persona. Like, yeah. even when we tell jokes, we put on a persona. Yeah. But when our personality, like, shines through just a little bit, turns yeah. out it's pretty goddamn funny. Yeah. You know, it just comes out and says hi. Oof. Oof. Tosh had one of the best closers I've ever heard in my life. And it's 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 true. Uh-huh. It's true to the game. And if we if I were to repeat it now, they'd be ready to take me out back and kill me. <laughs> but it's like he was like, being an ugly woman is like being a man. You're gonna have to work. <laughs> and everything he did set up for it yeah. was brilliant. But I mean being an ugly woman is like being a man. You're gonna have to work. Yeah, but I, and and it's like there's something special about these people who can like say anything. Cute white man syndrome. That's what I call it. And they understand like Jesselnick, Tosh. Yeah, Dane Cook was one, but he never pushed the envelope too much. Yeah, it's like they're cute enough. They're not like, uh, even though we're seeing that as working with Rife, like. Yeah. So yeah. so it's like it's if you are doing the cute white man syndrome, they'll take you as a comedian. Yeah. But imagine if I were to just hint at it. I have to I have to prove myself so adorable to even come close to saying something like that. I have to prove myself adorable to even make a joke about a girl choking herself on my on my fucking monster. Yeah. Like like she I didn't do it. Yeah. She's she's waterboarding herself, but if I'm telling it, yeah. I'm public enemy number 1. Yeah. Dude, crazy. It's crazy. Ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and Dion Cole ain't pushing the envelope, but he's one of those comics. Yeah. I was just about to say you can't name too many black comics cuz Dave Chappelle will do it. But he's he's big enough to where he could take the fire. Yeah. You shoot at him, it's fine. He's a tink, tink, tink. Yeah, that was yeah, Dion Cole. But he don't push the envelope all right, that much. He doesn't. But he he's the one that he has a good look to himself. You know he's joking. Exactly. Yeah. You know. But but if, if I'm not smiling, you like is he? Oh, he must be one of those funny bigots. He only gets booked because he's speaking truths about how it's, much it's he like, hates women it's like, and, it's so much and boosting up the patriarchy. Like, I hate when I got to be like, these are jokes. Or like, you can laugh at this. It's like, such like, a rap. Like, like, it's such a rap. This, if you have to say it, it is oh, it is a rap after that. Yeah, and I'm just like, all right, guys. All right. You know, that's what that's, that's, that's what, the main you know. catalyst for when you want to double down. And, exactly. and just like what Patrice O'Neill said, he was like, when I bomb... I take everyone with me. Yeah. And and that's why I've been that's stuck in my head for years. So I've been saying Allahu Akbar a lot. Yeah. You know, like like like, oh shit. If I'm if I feel like it's going south, yeah. oh shit. Uh look at I'm wearing a special vest, guys. <laughs> Who's coming with me? Yeah. <laughs> Who's coming with me? Like uh, I'm qu- hey, I quit. Who's coming with me? That so, was a uh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, but instead, I'm doing it for seventy two virgins. So who's who? So what was one of your favorite new jokes? New jokes? It was one of your favorite new jokes of mine or of somebody of else? yours? Of yours? My new closer, uh, where it involves 
a, a, a white woman choking herself on my dick. <laughs> but it's because it starts out. Here's how I tell it if I know I'm doing well. I did this shit in Chicago. Yeah. And it's like, these motherfuckers was on my team. I go, um, I'm sure you guys can guess the type of girls that I date from how I sound. Um, I do whatever it is to set it up that whoever's saying this is a white girl. Yeah. But in the statement alone, you'll know that I'm talking about a white girl. I'm like, hey, guys, this is what she said to me verbatim. Give me that nigger dick. You know, I could I could easily go down a pathway of saying, like, you yeah. know, she wasn't black because I'll look at someone black because we don't talk to each other that way. You know, like, yeah. it's just, you know, give me that nigger dick. That's that's something that. Yeah. She would just say, give me that dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, she yeah. doesn't have to put the qualifier. So this she she, she literally says this to me and and. I follow it up with shortly after that polite request, the room goes silent um, because she performs, she performs that that thing from a scene in the Dark Knight, you know, with the Joker and the gangsters, yeah. uh, where he takes the pencil, yeah, uh, and and just puts it. I'm here to tell you that entire pencil disappeared and one of the balls lying <laughs> on the table. <laughs> and then I proceed to do tags of. I got how I've never been that deep before. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like especially white yeah. eyes yeah. that are uh, are attached to people that sit down to pee, like women women judge me hard for that. And yeah. then I address it. Yeah. And I go, "Yeah, this is around the time. This is where I lost Baltimore first time that it like I I changed the mood of the show. I had a good closer. Yeah. It went great, but I had two minutes left because he gave me extra time and didn't tell me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'll end with this. And I'm talking about I took the energy down. They took it all serious. Yeah. And it made the show rougher for everyone else. Yeah. So that it, it hurt a little bit. I'm apologizing and shit, which I shouldn't. It's like she did it to my dick, yeah. you know, and they're just listening. So when I try and redeem it, when I see all these eyes judging me, I'm like, this is the exact point where I lost Baltimore. Uh, I'm here to tell you, like, I had my hands behind the back of my head. I was enjoying the ride. Yeah. You know, she f- locates my hands with, like, sonar, like Daredevil. She was like, doo, 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 doo. found one hand, put it on the back of her head. Boink. You know, found the other hand. It's easy. It was on the other side of the head. Finds it, puts it on the back of her head. And I'm looking down at her like, it can't disappear any further. Yeah. Like, I thought she was about to miss Pac- Pac-Man me. Yeah. And then I and I have other tags after that because I could go further and yeah. further and further. One snot bubble for yes, two snot bubbles for no. So, like, it, so it, did you? Uh, I love that joke now. So did you? Um, come, I did. No, I wasn't asking that. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I did. She had to shit afterwards. That is crazy. No, I was going to ask you, how did you learn to like write jokes? Did you like read any books or you just kind of like figured it out? Figured it out. But it's uh, it's after the after Navy, I got pretty intuitive with patterns. Gotcha. So I don't know what I'm doing. I just know what I'm doing is right. Okay. Because it's everything's pattern. Yeah. You know? Set up punchline, you know, yeah. misdirect. Like even, whether I know the names or not, I know the mechanisms. Just yeah. like just like uh, if I went to another uh, city or not city, but another country. Yeah. Like I'd be able to know Spanish, whether I know that I'm conjugating the verb or not, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or the, the, 
the techniques. Like I know the English language quite well. Yeah. I just couldn't name all the fucking things. Yeah. Okay, so usually how we wrap this up, we do what was your most recent happy thought and your most recent dark thought? You gotta do both, but you can pick which one you wanna do first. You said we have to do both? Oh, which you, one's first? You, you have to do for you have to do both, but you can pick which one you wanna do first. Um Oh, I guess happiness is typically a little harder. Okay. Uh, so, darkest thought. Um, damn. I would say like the darkest thought. Darkest, most recent dark thought. Most recent dark thought. Well, it feels like I'm I'm getting getting things on track. Yeah with like comedy and it's a combo effect like people people talk about like the geronimo effect where you quit your job and you just focus on something you know all on its own yeah but like like i didn't just have like cancer once i had it like three times oh so you're living your best life then it it allows you like having it goes appreciate no, but, for sure, yeah. So I appreciate every single moment. But when it comes to comedy and it comes to quitting your day job, I also have a day job to where now I have health care to where if it comes back again. Yeah. So the dark, most recent dark thought was like the second I quit my job and go right into like comedy, cancer will come back again, you know? Because <laughs> cancer is the thing that you can't predict. Yeah. You know, like I can't negotiate with it. Like, all right, but could you just come back in 10 years, though? Like, let me just get like a couple of albums, a couple of houses off of it. Yeah. Then, you know, but that thought pops up. And I want to say it pops up once or twice a month. Keeps me burning the candle at both ends. Well, that's good, man. You're alive. You're present. You, Absolutely. You, you're doing what you love. Uh, that's all important. It, what was like? Uh, it. Well, I don't. I don't even know how to ask that question. But like, if I could do it, if it, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't know how does it work. Like, uh, when was the last time, or like the last, or when did you get rid of it? Oh, okay. So yeah, that's I, I figured it was going that way. People people have a tough time like wondering about the current status, showing respect and reverence for yeah. whatever happened. And like all those things, I was past that shit back in two thousand seven. Yeah, like yeah. I came to terms with death in two thousand seven. Yeah. After two thousand seven That's why you texting drive. I was out. <laughs> that's why you do what? That's why you texting drive. <laughs> out here driving with his feet like that's what he, <laughs> he was like listen i've already lived it good but yeah spot on after 2007 no outside opinion would ever affect me the only yeah. time i brought outside opinion back was 2017 yeah when i started taking comedy serious prior to that i was bulletproof yeah. because i already i was like i had a good run now everything else is 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 free yeah. you know so it's like i didn't give a shit what they thought what they thought what they thought now so when you, it comes to when it comes to this thing, it's people are like, are you in remission? I'm like, 
everyone's in remission till they get cancer again. Yeah. You know, like it's there's there is no phrase. It's either you have it or you don't. Yeah. That it, there's and it's like I'm I'm currently in the I don't. And when you do, you'll know. Yeah. So it's like it I'll and I you know, still getting tested and all these fucking things. The second I get any type of symptom, I'll be the first one cuz I know my body pretty damn well now. Yeah. But you got to go out and live live yeah. and that is how the most recent happy thought and the most recent dark thought they coincide yeah because the the happiness is where i am right now like i met akeem five years ago him and i were on some just show up at the festival type thing yeah uh he has since been on the festival three years now he's running his own show he extended it out to me, threw me on a show. Yeah. Now I'm in the mix and I don't have to, you know, fake it, you know. And now I'm meeting you and you're the second person that has said, hey, man, just the fringe, be in the place, you know. And it's like, that's all I needed to hear. I just needed to hear two people say it. So it's like, take that same technique that got me here, apply that in other places. All you need are places to stay and, and airfare, baby. Yeah. Be there. Be there or be Bro, square. I told myself, because I got my passport during the pandemic, and I told myself the only reason why, I was like, the only excuse, the only reason why I can't travel now, the only excuse that I have is why I can't travel now is that I don't have a passport. Yeah. Once I get a passport, I have no excuse of why you I can't travel. You are now free to roam the world. Exactly. It was like MasterCard or something. So it's like... There's no excuse now. There is no excuse. And if there's an Travel excuse, on a budget. you're the one that's making Actually, it. Actually, it's cheaper over there anyway. Absolutely. You just got to get there. Exactly. Pl- there are plenty of places that are like one to $2,000 airfare, but once you get there, yeah. you're good. Yeah. So, so shit, especially if you went Singapore, yeah. you, you go on, it's in the name. They yeah. sing to the poor. Yeah. What's the- Bangkok, Tagalog. No, uh, uh, the no, place where they make Lisbon, suits. Lisbon. Lisbon. Oh, uh, Portugal. Portugal. Yeah, yeah I, I had a, a a navy port there. Like so, I, I, ooh, they, they definitely make them thick out there. Uh, <laughs> and Portugal is magnificent, man. Portugal's, uh, uh, I treated Portugal like a miniature New York, man. Yeah, because they had their own, like they had a train system, and I could, I could, I could, I could interpret enough of the Portuguese with the. With the with the Spanish that I know, yeah, but but yeah, all I needed was talking to you, man. Like this traveling shit's about to fucking happen, cause sure, cause what am I what am I waiting for? Exactly, what, am I waiting for people to book me? Why? Why? Book yourself. Book yourself, and the best way to book yourself is just go to the area. Our value goes up because yeah. we're from the states. Exactly. So it's like. And then yeah. also being a black American. Yep. We don't want to shoot you here. Come in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, man. Ugh. This is going to make us resent coming back to the United States. Why do you think I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm out, bro. I'm I got, out. I got my visa appointment. You got your foot out the door. No plan. No plan. Damn. Yeah, that's it. Because it's like, it's like sometimes people choose the uphill battle. Now, I could choose the uphill battle 
but am I am I doing it for the workout purposes? Am I getting myself strong so that yeah. I'll be ready for the war? Yeah. But then sometimes are you just choosing uphill battle just to be walking uphill? Yeah. And I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm pretty damn tough right now. Yeah. Right now. So it's like, okay, I'm looking to make this smoother now. Yeah. Like, no, exactly. Same. I put I'm, in I put in some some, some grit and some grime. I'm like, all right, all right, I did my five years in New York and like it's paid off. I've learned so much. Like, I don't need this place. And that is a city for learning. Exactly. You say five years, like I'm saying that's you that's like a doctorate and that's a couple doctorates. Because there are some people that just go there for a month. Exactly. And and learn real quick. Ooh, shit, I ain't really a comic. Or, you know, like, yeah, like they, yeah. you learn. Yeah. Five years, that's a doctorate. Yeah. So it's like, and I'm just like, oh, it's nice to have that, you know, New York comic and then, like, just traveling and shit. Because New York still has that. That, that it, pop. You know what I'm saying? It, it still pop, has that. Like, it still has that power New to York, it. New York comic coming to. Oh, my brother. My brother described New York. And he. He moved he moved back from New York. That motherfucker was in Harlem for 11 years. Yeah. And he moved back, I want to say like 2018. But he described New York City as a dying star. He was like, yeah. cuz it ain't what it is anymore. No. But people outside looking in, they're yeah. like this. Oh, New York, New York. They're yeah. like, all you got to do is just be there. You'll find out real quick. That bitch is Exactly. I don't because like, you don't want to call it dead, yeah. but you just want to say like, from over here, you're just still seeing the sunshine. Exactly. I'm not, the, the sun, movies the sun and could the TV be, shows and all that. But yep. it's like when you live there, you like, like, I, bro. I tell you when I every when you time live I come there, back, you're like, bro. I get it. Every time I come back from Europe, I'm disgusted. I'm on the subway. You I'm you like, should. you should. You know, you I'm sh- like, what? You is- should. You're like, you. You'll be the first black man in New York. Like. Oh my God! What is this? Exactly. It's like, how dare you, sir? Put your penis away. Right. Exactly. Dude, it's so crazy. So a black man, bougie. So where can uh, where can the people find you? Man, they can find me on the block, slanging them janks <laughs> and them things, man. Uh, so I'm working. Uh, oh, isn't it so great when you can get your handles to align? Yeah. J Hunter Comedy. J A Y H U N T E R Comedy. IG, Facebook, my website. Oh shit, yeah, my website, which is currently uh down and has a cold. Uh and uh uh you know at iCloud.com if you want to email me. And then I'm 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 working on my content, getting it together so that it'll do something. I ver- I podcast quite well. I'd rather get on people's podcasts instead of uh uh try and run my own because fuck that nonsense yeah why not <clears throat> yeah it, it also it, it's also like whatever you trying to do yeah and uh and so it's like if you got like a I, a good concept or you know but also you just like yeah just do people fucking podcasts why not? hell yeah that's a, I, I i i'm a i'm a good like i'm a great six man and i'm a good you know like sidekick type thing like I'm, 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 I'm great to take on the road. Yeah. Cause like I double the security. Like I'm always looking around. I'm a big old black Jason Bourne man. Yeah. Like it's, I, I and I, I see things. Yeah, I see, yeah, yeah. Cause it, everything to me is patterns. So oh, for sure, yeah. All I want to do is just build up my my wealth. It's like you on DMT all the time. Yeah. 
always. I'll, I'll bet. Does it? I can't wait till they find out. Like, turns out DMT makes your booty hole turn into an Audi. You know, like it. Like yeah. they'll find out that there is something that's negative about that shit. Well, I mean, all I've been it's, hearing it's is the chemical that's in your brain. Yeah, but there it's are. It's released when you die. But there's chemicals in your body. But there's DMT in everything. Everything, every every living thing has DMT in it. But so I'm plants, saying plants I'm, have it. But can I eat a plant and get it from them? That's where they get it from. Could like, I eat a plant and get it from it? Depending on what it is. But the the thing is, when you when you change the cycle of something, yeah. so like replacing things, your serotonin inhibitors or whatever. It's why people on heroin, like. They don't know how to be like if you do drugs too much, you feel, don't know how to be happy. Yeah, I feel like someone should. No, definitely. That's why with psychedelics, it was more of a, like a a thing every so now and then or whatever. Yeah, like like they, there's rules behind taking Molly. They say no, like for sure. like yeah. like once a month, once every two months. Yeah, but it's it's so that you don't ruin it. Yeah. So with everything on this planet, in moderation. But I mean, crack crack is ruined after the first time you smoke it. Well, I wouldn't say the first time because I've yeah, tried people, it. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> people are like chasing after that high. Yeah. And That's you, why they keep doing it. But you don't get that same. Same thing with comedy. You know, the first time that you got that real pop from a joke. Yeah. And then you try and chase it again. Like I'm talking about like a fresh joke. And yeah. motherfuckers go pow. And then you try and you every time you try again. You try again. Why? Hold on. There's a hundred people in here all paid for it. How come I can't get that same yeah. high? Off of either the first time that you did it and got laughter, yeah, or like the first time you had like a standing ovation. Well, that's what you're gonna me- be chasing highs for the rest of your life, maybe. But that's where the mechanics comes in. I'm not really chasing a high. That's the thing. I don't really. I'm not. You ain't ch- out there to try and make people laugh. I am, but I'm not. Ch- I'm not chasing a high. You don't get high after you had a, a job well done, a good old attaboy. Yeah, but that's not the reason why I keep coming back to do the stand up. Why do you keep coming back to doing stand up? Because one, I enjoy writing. I love, there's so many different elements to it. And I like making people laugh. And then also it's like, if you could get paid for doing something you love to do, why not? Because if you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life except when you go on vacation. Exactly. It makes no sense. That makes no sense. I hate how you said exactly and didn't even, you just kept it like, hold on. I'm trying to be ridiculous. And you're like, exactly. I'm like, wait, no, no, no. Yeah. If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. What about on the weekends? Hey, 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 young blood. All right, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> that's why That's why you live like every day is the weekend. Hell yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> You're stupid as shit. <laughs> hey, everybody, we call that in the industry a callback. back. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's been another episode of Thoughts for Your Thoughts. I've been your host, Mo Singleton. If you have any thoughts or anything you want to share, you can email me at thoughtsforyourthoughtspod at gmail.com and uh, tune in next week. Peace. Yep. And we are. Thoughts for your thoughts. Thoughts for your thoughts. Thoughts for your thoughts with Mo.